0: it's me food if i know one thing it's freshness go to shaw's
1: you'll see from the hand-cut fresh meats to the fresh produce there's a reason i call shaw's home they know fresh sincerely food sincerely shaw's
2: this episode is brought to you by starbucks double shot energy the perfect pick me up for your mental focus b vitamins guarana and ginseng give you the energy to power through With several delicious flavors to choose from, including vanilla, mocha, and white chocolate, there's a taste for any occasion. Feel your focus. Starbucks Double Shot Energy is available online at grocery stores, convenience stores, and gas stations nationwide.
3: The Garden
4: Report is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network.
5: Hey, Nick. I'm in black I'm speechless. everybody yeah, I'm, I'm in black too I'm in black right now I'm dressed for the funeral I'm sure everybody's here um, unfortunately I don't think we'll be seeing a lot of kind things as we bury this team tonight um, and it is a it is a we understand that this is a three oh series um, not not four yet um, but there there really is nothing that I saw tonight that gives me any hope oh no or any Reason to believe and trust and love this Celtics team Um, after what we saw tonight. uh, Just a just a pathetic display from not going to say the the, the tip, but, um, you know, as we got into this game, it was pretty clear that the Celtics were uh, multiple steps behind the Miami Heat, as it seems they have been. too often in this series, tonight was, was just bad, bad, bad. If you thought game one and game two were bad, especially in the second halves of those games, this was next-level um, atrocious performance from your Boston Celtics who lose to the Miami Heat, 128-102. Um, it's Jimmy Toscano here with uh, Boomerage himself, Nick Jelso. Thank you for joining us. We have Bobby Manning, Joe Sway, Ashrod Blakely in Miami, they were front and center for this, uh, for this disaster. They will be joining us momentarily. John Zanis uh, is a game-time decision tonight. He is, uh, we'll say this, he might be on Cornelia Street, for those who know what that means. Uh, for those who don't, uh, Google it. Um, otherwise, and I'll be honest, uh, he made the right choice because this was a very, very tough watch. I know the chat's um, buzzing right now. I don't even have a chance to look at it, guys. So um, oh, I yeah. apologize if we're not getting to some of your comments off the top. But I it's think a lot we just, of
6: fire, Joe.
5: We need, yeah, we need to. I think me and Nick, we need to just talk this one out for a few minutes. This is what we do. We start the show. We're going on emotion. We're not ready to break down the X's and O's of everything. We'll let some of the other guys come in and handle that. But. I think anyone, any Celtics fan who watched this game, first of all, thank you for staying up with us on a Sunday night yep. here in New England. Credit uh, to you. They made us wait all damn night uh, to put a performance together like that. It's very tough. Um, so, Nick, off the top, well, oh, we got, what do we got here? Ooh, we got A. himself, I think. If he's ready. We'll, we'll give him a second.
6: I don't think he's ready. I don't know who did that. Well, it was not me. Okay, that's fine.
5: I'll handle it when he's ready. He usually gives us a. He usually gives us a, a ready to go. Um, so, Nick, what is uh, you know? Get, hit me with it. What's coming to mind right now? Without without jumping to the future right off the bat here, because I know a lot of people want to fire this person, want to fire that person, want to trade this person. What what do you got? As, uh, as here show.
6: Now you might no, as well. No, Nick. Yeah. Nick, will start
5: with you real quick. Sure. Thank Let's you. Let's start with Nick. Us. Yeah, we'll start with Nick.
6: Hey, what's up, Sherrod? <laughs> Sorry to see you in a game like tonight, man. Oh, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, what what is my thoughts, Jimmy? I'd never seen – this was probably the most embarrassing. You know, like let's put it this way. If this happened at – you know, like – Games at the Garden when the team just doesn't have it and the fans cheer for them in the end, you know, like, let's go Celtics and all of that, me. I, I, I don't think anybody was doing that tonight. I kept thinking back on, you know, Miami, yeah, they had noise in their arena tonight, but they also had a lot of empty seats. Like, the Garden is always full. The fans show up every night, whether it's Monday, whether it's Friday primetime or Sunday matinee. And there's just too many games this year. The Celtics thought they could just walk out and not show up, like not give. And it was one of those nights again tonight. And I'm just, everybody's saying they want the boomer rage. And and I'm sure I'll ramp it up. But like right now, I'm just really speechless. Like I've never witnessed collapses like the last three games, Jimmy, ever. I've never seen, in game two and three, that lead went so fast when Miami just decided, because Boston just laid over. And tonight, Tatum, Tatum looked like, now, I, I'm not blaming him either at all, but he, he looked at times like he was, you know, like in JV when you get the ball and you start doing all this and, like, moving, your legs are moving, your hands are moving, and you turn it over. He was, like, doing that kind of stuff.
5: Yeah, and, and the reason why I think for those watching aren't seeing Boomer Rage Nick right now, it's the same reason why you guys watching at home aren't livid to the point where you're screaming. Yeah. This team has done this so many times where it's just – it's it's almost apathy at this point. I know so many people who just can't even – Gap. they can't even build up the emotion. They're 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 beaten down, I think. This team is kind of beating it out of you at this point. Where you're almost just kind of waiting for it to end, I think, at this point. Tonight was kinda of, and I hate to say it, the players played like that tonight, almost as yes. if they're kind of waiting for it to end. They're done. This was one of the the more embarrassing displays in a situation. Yes. You're in the Eastern Conference Finals, first of all. This isn't just some um, run-of-the-mill team. This is above and beyond what it appears to be quitting on each other, on the coach, on the goal. And I want to bring in Sherrod here because he um, was, you know, he had a front row seat to this one tonight. Sherrod, what's, uh, how you doing over there, bud? What's going on in uh, Miami tonight?
1: Well, I mean, first of all, the the Heat fans are ecstatic uh, for a reason. I mean, they have played three games and they have won all three. So they, they have every reason to be excited. For me, I've never seen a team quit on its ultimate goal the way this team did. I don't think they quit on Joe. I don't think they quit on themselves. But they damn sure quit on a goal, which was to get back to the NBA Finals. And the disappointing part about that was Miami Mm -hmm. didn't do anything special. They simply ran the same stuff that they've been running this entire series. And they basically said, Celtics, if you're going to tweak things with with how you defend Jimmy, we're just going to keep the ball moving and we're going to force you to play harder. We're going to force you to try and close out on our shooters with something you just, we don't think you're going to do. And they were right. They were absolutely spot on. You got freaking Gabe Vincent looking like Ray Allen out here, dropping he 29 points. You got freaking Game, Caleb babe. Martin coming off the bench, giving you 15 points. You got freaking Duncan Robinson, who was in the doghouse for a significant portion of the year, hit you with 10 points in the second quarter, finished with like 18 points. And then you've got guys like your, your sixth man of the year, Malcolm Brogdon. And again, not blaming him, but I'm sorry, Malcolm. I need more than zero points from the sixth man of the year. I need more than 0 for 6 on the field from the sixth man of the year. And you start going down the line of the players. And then, you know, let's not forget about Joe Mazzulla. This was not one of his shining moments out there. Uh, when he challenged a call in the first quarter, which again he was right, it was a it was a bad call in the officials' part. But why and
6: waste it then?
1: Well, that's the thing. I mean, he didn't you, waste you, it. That would have been Rob's third foul. But that, even though they barely played him after,
6: but, yeah, but still, what, what, man. Rob wasn't making an impact in his game. Up and there's that. so much game left at that. point. It didn't point.
5: matter. They lost the by you thirty. That. You might as well use it. It didn't matter.
1: But you were yeah, but down. We're by down like you, you weren't right. down by that <laughs> many at that right. point. When you, you were in the first quarter, Jimmy, right. you weren't even looking at a fine with deficit. I was fine with Listen, that. Listen, Mike, I was fine with it only because I knew he was right. I knew, I mean, just watching it in real time, we were like, that was a bullshit. You needed something, that.
5: Sherrod. You needed something to go your way. But
1: you know what happened? Rob had the and one, missed the free missed throw. It. Yeah. And then yeah. you go to the second quarter, yeah, and then you're advantage. down by 10. You're down by 10 like that again. And so what exactly did you gain out of that exactly? You have no chance of getting a call down the stretch. And there were a couple moments where I thought that he might have challenged if he had one. Bottom line is this. Joe Missoula, Tatum, Brown, you go down the line, they simply... Quit on the goal which is get to the nba finals because they did not play with the kind of focus effort intensity edge that you need to get there and for me that's the disappointing part about this i don't care that they lost again to miami i do care about the fact that the goal was to get to the nba finals and knowing how important this game was i don't care how many points you lose by you've got to play harder than what we saw out there tonight you have to play harder than that
6: it, it, I felt bad for them at points, like because they just looked so dear in headlights. Uh, like they looked astonished. I didn't at what feel was bad for them on. at all. I felt bad for I, I didn't
5: all the Celtics fans who had to watch this one
6: tonight. Yeah, and I, I felt to very watch bad for. Tatum and Brown fans.
5: combined com, combined one for fourteen from three. Sure, nothing fell for these guys tonight. I don't even know if half the shots
1: were bad shots. They just did you not know hit anything. The thing about their shooting numbers, they look. I mean, they look. They weren't great, obviously. But early in the game, those were the only two guys that could make shots. At one point, those two were like eight for sixteen combined, and the rest of the team was like four for sixteen. So they weren't getting they weren't getting any yeah, help. I mean, Derek they didn't get any help. No. Missed a ton of open shots. That again, if you make if you make significant number of your open shots, you're not out of the game as quickly. In fact, you might still you could have potentially rallied and won this game. They could not make shots. And Miami spent most of the game shooting better than 60%. If you're shooting less than 40, the other team is shooting better than 60, that gap is going to only grow wider and wider, uh, particularly when you're doing the things such as ball movement and things like that, that typically work for you. But the bottom line for the Celtics is that they didn't have enough of their core guys step up and make the plays that they needed to to be comp- Forget about winning. They, they didn't make enough shots to even be competitive. And to double down on the problems, was their defense. They just did not close out well enough. They didn't. They weren't aggressive enough. They spent more time bitching and moaning about the refs than we've seen in a while, which always annoys me. Uh, and it wasn't just a Grant Williams show either. It was a lot of them. So, oh, Nick, you're about everybody. to say something. I'm sorry. Yeah,
6: yeah no, I, I don't even know what I was going to say, Sherrod. I just, again, I, I, I guess what, I, I, I don't feel bad for them. I'm, I'm focusing back on that. I just – you know when you see a team that's better than they are and they just looked so scared or jarred or something. Like, it was embarrassing. Like, as a fan, I was extremely embarrassed. Extremely. Well, And as far as uh, – go ahead, Jimmy. No, go. As far as what? No, I was going to say as far as, as Missoula goes, I mean, he, he's calling timeouts. with. I would have left the starters in the game at this point. What? I, I really of- would have. I would have at least for a little longer, man. I I, I don't know. They were down let by them 30. off the hook.
5: So, here, yeah, the... They were
6: down by thirty, but they got down by thirty, and they didn't play hard. I mean, I no, don't they didn't know. play hard. You're gonna mean, break I, I... them for the next game. Who matters? No, Put your foot I would have sat.
1: I would have sat their asses and just made them watch. I want. I would. I would much have rather them sit there and watch your team get yeah. your asses headed. Look to what you did, because because yeah. The, yeah. the reason you're getting your asses handed to you as you guys sit here and watch <laughs> is because of you. You didn't play with the focus. You didn't play with the edge. You did not bring it the way you need to bring it at this level. And Miami once again did that and give them them all the credit in the world.
6: Credit in the world.
1: Spolster has those guys playing so damn hard. And the one thing that people, I think, often lose sight of is that when you have a guy like a Jimmy Butler who does the things that he does, he has a tendency to bring what I like to call irrational confidence. Where you got guys Mm -hmm. like Gabe Vincent who – you know, put him on any other team, and he's probably average or below average coming off your bench. He's a starter dropping twenty nine in Game Three of the Eastern Conference Finals, and he does it with a ridiculous amount of confidence. Duncan Robinson, he's knocking down shots, and we know he's a shooter, but the confidence that he's shooting yeah. with now, and the way that he's moving without the ball, getting
6: layups, he was out of the rotation. Exactly. I mean now, exactly. I mean, and the right. only reason
1: he's in, only reason he's in is because Victor Oladipo's hurt, and so is Tyler yep. Hero. So the the the. Message: If I'm Joe Mazula, I wanted them to watch that, and I I want them to watch that. Yeah, between it's between now and, and Game Four. You know what? I hope they do. They're the reason I, why this team I, is in this old three hole. Just like I, were I was going to Why they got to this point in the finals.
6: Where I lost my thought before it was about defense, and all year long you'd hear Gary, Bobby, you know, a lot, a lot of the guys in the locker room pressing Joe a little bit on defense, and he would go back to three-point shooting, three-point shooting, three-point shooting as being the, the major criticism. Not enough threes, not enough threes. Like, he wanted so badly for them to be an offensive offense-first team, I feel like. And here at the end of the day, as it normally would, the defense betrays them. And I'm going to say something. Charles Barkley at halftime, he like he brought it out he said i'm i'm not just i'm not embarrassed for these guys on the court i'm embarrassed for the guys that came before them that wore that uniform he's like because that, this is this is oh, he said club. i never i never thought i'd see a lakers or celtic's team fold the way these celtic's did tonight that's coming from charles barkley not nick i want to say that. I wanna go back to
5: i want to go back to what what your said ahead, earlier talking about you know, Butler and how how these guys have irrational confidence. There's an old saying, a, yeah, rising, a rising tide lifts all the ships, right? Isn't that what the saying is? Something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And the point I'm trying mm-hmm. to make like is that. Jimmy, like that. Jimmy, yeah, works. Jimmy <laughs> Butler brings that out of his teammates. Eric Spoelstra brings mm-hmm. that out of his players. Mm-hmm. He gives, you know, Butler is the type of guy that's going to make you feel like, you can't contribute, and then you are good enough to play. And Eric Spolstra, Spolstra's going to put his players in position to succeed. He's going to play to their strengths. So when Duncan Robinson kind of comes out of nowhere, he's ready to go because he hasn't lost the belief in himself. Eric Spolstra hasn't lost, lost the belief in himself. I honestly wonder if Missoula, the way he's sort of I guess treated some of the playing time situations here. If these guys have lost confidence in themselves or if Missoula has lost confidence in them, I'm talking about, you know, Grant up until a couple games ago, Hauser, who can't sniff any playing time. Um, You know, guys who have been in and out of the lineup this year in spurts are nowhere to be found now. Whereas if you look at the Miami heat, they've got all these guys coming out of left field, undrafted guys. They, they, they tossed that set up on the broadcast tonight. Um, You know, guys who, like you said, Sherrod, are just filling in for guys who are hurt, who typically don't play as much. Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, um, you know, guys who are not by any stretch household names, and, and, and in fact, I would imagine the David. average NBA player hasn't even heard of these guys before. our average NBA fan, excuse me, hasn't even heard of these players before. That you would expect
6: in, almost them, Jimmy, to fold under pressure, not your You would think, be, on your team. But because
5: team. the, the quote-unquote, here we go with the culture talk again there in Miami is just different. And it, 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 it's behind their leader. It's behind their leader, Jimmy Butler, who we have right here. Didn't, Jimmy Butler didn't have an unbelievable game set. He didn't need to. He got the help from the players on his team. But when you look over here, when you look on the Celtics side, I already tossed it up. Jalen Brown stat line, 12 points on 6 of 17, 2 assists, 6 rebounds. Jason Tatum, 14 points on 1 of 7 from 3 and 6 of 18 from the field. These are your two leaders, and I can't help but think that the team is falling in line behind these two guys who just are checked out at this point, it sounds like. It's, they're just not engaged. They're not playing two-way basketball, Sherrod. Jalen Brown has had a horrible... Uh, you know, stretch here. I don't know where it's coming from. You don't know what you're going to get from these guys on a night in, night out basis. And I feel like that's the problem. It starts at the top. Whether you want to talk about Tatum or Brown or both of those guys, I don't know if there's an identity crisis going on right now within this team. But it feels like there is a captainless ship just floating into the abyss with nowhere to go.
1: Well, they are. I mean, they are captainless in, in many respects. But you know, the the, the thing that and I have to remind myself, and, I, and I, I, I've i seen enough playoff basketball to know when you get this deep into the postseason, this is where your coach and his impact and his ability to get things done shines. I've said all along, Jimmy, I've said the playoffs have a way of exposing you, good or yes, bad. Yes, you and have. Joe Mazzula has been exposed. Joe Mazzula has been exposed as being a very good player. The whole team has show. been
5: exposed. I think that the yeah,
1: ex- players have been exposed as front runners.
6: But the, well, it's up to the coach to, to you, shift, you shift you gotta, the, the narrative.
1: i got to it on the coach. I'm, listen, Jimmy, I'm not saying it's all him, but damn it, he's part of the it's problem. It's a big and part we, of and it. We, sure, and he's definitely part of it. We need to stop acting as if we can't call out the coach. For not I him. agree. You call him out it's, all the time. I agree. Actually, we yeah, do I mean, he, no. He's had games where he's done a hell of a job, and we've made sure we, talked about, we talk more about his good games than we talk about Jalen Brown's good games. And Jalen has way more good games good games. Missoula does. But my my thing is this, Jimmy. Missoula, you have to remember how he basically got put in his position. This wasn't a lifelong number two coach who was a lead assistant who finally got over that hurdle. He leapfrogged uh, in a way that most coaches in the NBA don't get that opportunity to do. And I think Joe has gotten better as the season has progressed. But once we got to the playoffs, this was the worst coach uh, matchup he could possibly have. Uh, the absolute worst because you because the thing about Smolstra that you know we talk about him as being one of the best if not the best coach in the NBA right now but people forget that he wasn't always viewed that way he had to grow into that and I think Joe Mazzula will eventually grow into being one of the better coaches in the NBA he's not there yet and just like four, five, six, seven, eight years ago Spo wasn't there, but eventually he got there. He learned how to handle different types of talent. He got better. I think Joe Missoula will also get better, but Joe ain't there yet. And when you look about the success this team has had the regular season, a lot of the success has to be attributed to the players. No question, Jimmy. Just like a lot of their struggles now are going to be attributed to the players because at some point, as much as the players can carry the team, at some point the coach has got to carry the team too. At some point the coach has to make the, the big ballsy calls and decisions to shake things up that gets your team over the hump think about brad stevens when they played chicago back in 2017 and they were down in the same situation what did he do he put in freaking gerald green in the starting lineup a dude who had hardly played and that was a genius move because all of a sudden they went from being down 0-2 to winning four in a row now obviously rondo got hurt and rondo didn't play the last four games but to 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 his to Brad's credit, he did something dramatic and radical that nobody saw coming and it put them over the top. I, I think Joe made the logical decisions and made the logical changes. But sometimes you have to be illogical, which brings up because you got to have to me, the best coaches have a ridiculous amount of irrational confidence. That's going to be the word of today, kids. Irrational confidence. That's I what like morning. that. That's why Miami's up three zip. That's why the Celtics are trying to figure out where we go from here. That's why there are going to be more questions than I think Brad Stevens anticipated. He's going to have to address this offseason because he does not have enough irrationally confident guys. Because if he no. did, they would have found a way to step up in either games one, two, or three in this series.
6: It hasn't happened. The other thing is, yeah, and you have to give it some some thought in the case that, yes, Joe's going to develop. And I agree with you, Sharad. You bring up a good point about Spolster. But for this team now, is he the guy? Because Ime Udoka was brought in, oh, well, yeah, the players loved him, but it was like tough love. They talked about his toughness. And and it just went, boom, the door swung totally the other way, and now it's kind of very, very loosey-goosey. Is this the team? Is this the coach for the team? Because this team seems to be a little too unserious the way it is. They don't understand big moments or something. Like this.
1: Well the the other thing too and, and again I, I I don't wanna make this about, you know, Joe missoula has gotta right, go. Uh, but there's some things that they need to address. One of the things they need to address without question is that bench, the assistance. Uh I think you need you need a hard ass on that on that team right now. Uh, someone he, that's
6: th- gonna t- Chirad, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but has, okay. it, has it, the 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 drop off after the All Star break, and I'm taking this off the top of my head, but this morning I was thinking about it, and it seems to coincide with Stoudemire leaving.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've talked, I've had many conversations with Damon Stoutemire. Uh, I've known Damon all the way back to when he was at Arizona, and he came to the Carrier Dome and gave my cues to business. And the thing that the thing that if, if I had to describe him in, in like one or two words, it would be irrationally confident. He's always been that way, and when he's working with players, you better believe that he's going to slow drip that that gravitate. He's going to. That's just who he is. Yeah. And when you lose someone like that and you don't feel it, you're going to see slippage in that irrationally confident state of mind. These the Celtics, they're going to be kicking themselves for years if they don't find a way. To do what has oh never been God. done before. They would have to do what has never been done before, uh, which obviously down 03. There's a reason why it's never been done before because it's incredibly hard and it takes a different level of irrational confidence that no one is able to get to. You know, Rasheed Wallace was on a Portland team that was down uh three, three zip, and they were able to rally back and make it a three-three series. And I just remember having, you know, it takes so much out of you when you are in that particular position uh, to to come back like that. And I don't know if this team has the mental or physical capacity to do that, uh, to be honest with you. And and to me, you know, I'm more concerned about the mental dynamic and all this more than the physical. um, Because there's a a certain level of mental toughness you have to have in order to advance at this point in the playoffs. And they just don't have it. They just don't have it. And I don't know if it's something that's going to come over time, but it's something that they better figure out if not in this series, certainly by the time we get to training camp next year, because yep. if they roll out the same guys and they don't make any significant changes and they don't bring in someone who is a clear, undeniable tough ass, whether it's yep. an assistant coach, whether it's a player, mm-hmm. yep. we're going to see. This is going
6: to become Groundhog Day. Yep. This is oh, going, and, it already this, is starting. To. So <laughs> I, yeah.
1: I want to read.
5: I want to read a tweet, and then I think we have some video that we can post up. This is um, the Magic Johnson on Twitter. In my oh 44 boy. years of being associated with the NBA, I never thought I'd see a Boston Celtics team, a franchise with 17 championships quit. Wow. I know Celtics fans all over the world must be disgusted and devastated. And then he goes on to say what the score of the game was. Um, we, have some, we have some video here from Joe Missoula after the game talking to reporters that um, we're gonna toss up here, I
7: think right now. Um, yeah. Over the last 48 hours. Yeah, I just, I just didn't have them ready to play. I should have, uh, whatever it was, whether it was the starting lineup or it was an adjustment, just I have to get them in a better place ready to play, and that's on me.
4: Joe, you've always been very level whenever things are going well, going poorly. At, this, at some point tonight, did you just really let them have it and show all the emotion that you have? And at this moment, do you feel like you need to show that
7: to save the season? I think the most important thing is just sticking together. Um, and then I have to be better. I got to put them in better positions. I got to get them ready to play. Um, you know, I have to have the game plan ready for us to be physical and to execute, and, um, you know, it's important that we stick together.
0: I don't want to say if you lost this team, but is there a disconnect between you and the players at this point? Is there something not quite working that might have worked in February or January that you're, tr- you're not telling them to lose by 28 points, but they're, and they're, you're telling them to try? So is there a disconnect? Yeah,
7: that's where I have to be better. Is figure out what this team needs to make sure that they're connected, they're physical, and they're together by the time we step on the floor.
0: cause that disconnect?
7: Um, not sure.
1: Well, oh, okay. First of all, I, I always appreciate when a coach just acknowledges. It, it takes accountability for their role in the demise, uh, and I, I do appreciate that about Joe Mazzulla. And, and, and again, like i said. Uh, I'm pretty consistent about this. I think Joe's going to be a really good coach. He's just not quite where this team's talent could benefit most greatly from a head coach. Uh, that being said, I I don't know what he can do differently. I mean, if his natural demeanor is to be even killed about everything, uh, anything he does out of that or away from that is not going to be seen as authentic. And the one thing that the easiest way to lose your team is when they think that you're not being authentic. So I think Joe has to be very careful in how he approaches the next 48 hours. And at the at the absolute essence of what he has to do is be himself. You know, I mean, I, I've been around coaches who are level headed like Joe. I've been around coaches who will who will snap. You know, I, I think, like, Rick Carlisle is a guy who I mm-hmm. love. Rick is one of my all-time favorite coaches, full disclosure. Rick can be very cool and calm, but damn it, when things get get shaky and, and kind of, you know, squirrely like this, Rick is going to be that guy. Uh-huh. He's going to be that fire-breathing, get-in-your-face coach because that's who he is. And Joe, I think – in. As much as he's trying to figure out what he has to do for the players, he's got to figure out what he has to do to be better. He has to figure out what adjustments does he have to make as a coach going forward so that he can be more impactful in these moments. Because the one thing that Celtics fans realize and I think is one of the things that they're really just stomach churning right now about is they know these opportunities do not come along very often. Yeah. I can't mm-hmm. recall the last time the NBA championship, the, getting to the finals, was as wide open to win yep. as it is this year. That's one of the reasons why you look at a team like the Denver Nuggets. They are not leaving anything to chance. They are yep. playing with laser precise focus. Foot on Listen, the next. Yeah, they're they're not they're not allowing any. You know, they're not allowing anyone to frankly change that. And I mean, they've they've done what no one thought could ever be done. LeBron is facing a 3-0 deficit. He's never faced that in the playoffs. First time ever. And that's what you do when you realize that you have an opportunity that you can't take for granted because no one is promised getting back to the NBA finals or winning a championship or being a contender. So many things have to go your your way. And it feels as though the Celtics are wasting that moment. Uh, Because again, we played three games. And it's, I'm more bothered by the, the direction that this series is going than yep. the actual results. If all three games are relatively close and they just came up short, okay, you, you okay, it, it happens. But Miami is getting stronger as this mm-hmm. series moves on, and the Celtics are looking mentally mm-hmm. and physically true. weaker.
6: And, and they all watch the media constantly, and guess what? They got crushed. I mean, Magic, D Magic Johnson. <laughs> Just tour magic
5: Charles. A lot of guys who I mean, knew a lot about a- the
2: NBA over the years are seeing make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers can get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars. That's one thousand dollars back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, you got to get the app. The app's the way to go, and it it's so easy to use. You get great promotions every day with the app, it's safe and secure, and you get paid instantly. How about that instant cash with the fanduel app there's no better place to bet all your playoff action than america's number one sportsbook. visit fanduel.com slash boston and get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars that's fanduel.com slash boston fanduel official sports betting partner of the nba 21 plus in select states first online real money wager only ten dollar deposit required Refund issue is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in fourteen days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com/sportsbook. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call one-eight-hundred Gambler or visit FanDuel.com/RG. In Colorado, Iowa. Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. 1 800 NEXT STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1 888 789 7777 or visit ccpgorg chat in Connecticut. 1 800 9 with it in Indiana, 1 800 522 4,700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, one 770 stop in Louisiana, gamblinghelplinema.org, or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, one 8 hope ny or text Hope NY at four six seven three six nine in New York, one 4700 in Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Now let's get back to the show.
5: Um, very interesting comments from Joe Mazzula. He seems um, he seems pretty sullen and downtrodden after Game Two. I would I would say at this point it's it's. He doesn't have any answers, Sherrod. It's it's pretty clear. And, and uh, you know, you go back to, okay, they started, they got away from double big uh, to start this game, but it wasn't Rob in the starting lineup. It was Al Horford who's had a pretty tough series. And then they go to Rob, he picks up two quick fouls. You don't really see much of him the rest of the game, really. Um, ineffective, again, you know, the Rob Williams story of his career. Um, just can't depend on the guy. Um, and I know we've we've... We've spent a lot of time on Joe Missoula. I'm very interested. If they go down without a fight like it seems like they will, I'm very, very interested to see what Wick and Brad decide to do in the situation. I thought it was maybe a little premature that they extended uh, Missoula when they did right before the NBA All-Star break. I don't know what the terms of that deal is. I don't think anybody does, so I don't know how tied up into them they are. Certainly we've seen much better coaches get fired for uh, for much less um, especially recently so and there's a lot of good coaches available right now so Ooh. I have no idea I'm not going to even try to guess what, what direction they're going to go in at They're this not going to cut him
1: loose. They're you not going to so cut so. him loose. No, a, I, 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 it's if you cut him loose it would be your third coach in 3 years. That's a right. horrible look. So that's uh, and, nice. and, and and you knew going into this Yeah, and you knew going into this that it was going to be some development that he's going to have to do. Uh, he didn't have the benefit of, of, you know, like Brad Stevens, who came from the college ranks. But Brad was a head coach before he, and and so was Joe to some extent. But Let me ask you this, Brad, Shavad, right now, that, tired
5: to cut you out. Let me ask you this: Is Joe Mazzulla ready for this?
1: Ready for what is what, this? What is being this? a head coach
5: in being a head coach in the NBA on a team that is designed to win a championship?
1: Is he okay? Ready that's for that's two, that's that's two separate things you're talking about. Is he ready to be an NBA head coach? Absolutely, I think he can do that. Is he ready to be an NBA head coach? To win a championship, clearly not. So then, why uh, keep again, them? So then, why keep them if if you're because if you have a roster Jimmy, that's designed
5: to win an NBA championship and a coach that isn't ready for that task?
6: It's what are we doing here? Bad look to have three Jimmy. coaches in. Yeah, it, is is look,
5: it is a bad look, Nick. But it's also a bad look to consistently underperform every year. So which one are you going to choose?
6: Jimmy, whose fault is, consist- is You were there in the finals coach last Rod. year, bro.
1: You haven't underperformed every year. You got to the freaking NBA Finals a year ago, and with two wins away, you had to make a pivot because the coach that you thought you were going to have, you were not going to be able to keep. So when you start right. looking at that, and you will remember, Will Hardy was the lead assistant. Hardly. He went to Utah. So you, so obviously, your number one option would have been Will because he was the most ready. Then you start looking at the rest of your coaching staff. You maybe could go with David Stoudemire, but damn, but what about Joe Missoula? Because Joe Missoula's now was also interviewed for the Utah job. So clearly he's done enough before he got this job to where he's on the radar for the other 29 teams. So if you're Brad Stevens and you got to make this hire, and this is a guy that Danny Ains gave some serious thought to bring into Utah with Will or instead of Will, you've got and, and you know him and you hired him. You absolutely and your, and
6: your superstar yeah, wants him you,
1: here. You absolutely knew that he was going to have some growing pains. And he's fine. But but, but now but, you're learning. But, but I am not but, I'm not
5: disagreeing you, you with the initial have, hire. But, I'm talking about moving forward. Who would
1: you have well let me ask you I'm this? question. I'm not disagreeing who would you with prefer, the initial hire. But who would you have rather they had that was ready to coach a team and win a championship? Because uh, I again, gotta tell you, when they were making a decision, the, the fields were not plentiful. There was not an abundance of doc rivers nick nurse and those types out there frank vogels no
5: they weren't out there exactly shot so again that's not really where i'm at i'm talking about next season I, i'm not i'm not criticizing them for hiring joe Missoula for this season i understand you that don't think were- joe
1: will be better next season i do
5: Maybe. I mean, yeah. yeah, Are the
6: the players going to be better working for Joe? That's the question. But, Sherrod, what
5: I'm saying is this. Now all those coaches are available that you just named. So you have a a decision to make. That's kind of what I'm getting at.
1: So do I go with a coach who flamed out elsewhere because things got sour real quick? Or do I let this guy that I brought in? who had one year to do this job, who was not expected to be the head coach, but clearly got better as the regular season progressed. And he gets to the playoffs, and he's getting his ass kicked by the one coach who's probably the best coach in the right. NBA. Doc outcoached to,
6: him too, Sherrod. Doc outcoached him too. I mean, he won Doc's, the series, but Doc did outcoach him.
1: Your talent, more times than not, should be able who's to get Who's the coach over? of
6: Atlanta? I think he outcoached him too. Well, Quinn Snyder
1: is a good coach. I'm joking. I'm But my thing is this, though. I'm not ready to just throw him to the curb because he didn't – He I'm not needs an, a, an assistant. A plus yes. Stack yes. his I, bench. I think, he, I think he needs more support on that coaching staff, absolutely. They need a and player, I, a former yeah. player. And, and, and I just <laughs> – I can't envision right. not, them cutting him loose uh, because you're going – you would then – it's, it's a bad it's a it's bad a horrible idea. bad look. idea, Jimmy. A minute, And I love you, Jimmy. Okay. You my guy, but this is a bad. That was a, no, a bad a, idea. It, no,
5: of man, all,
6: everybody's saying it, Jimmy. I agree. Go ahead. I'm but not, it's, not it's a, it's even. I'm, I'm
5: not. I'm not saying fire Joe Mazula. What I'm saying is, Sherrod, I mean, you just said it. He's not ready to coach a championship. Contending team, so what are we doing here? That's all. That's all my question is. So
1: you're if, trying to develop him so that he can get to the point
5: where he this can coach a But this isn't the time team. to develop a coach if you have a team that's already at that point to win a championship. So they
1: team. were a champion. They were a championship team at the beginning of the season.
6: Yes. So you keep Joe
1: in the trade, So Nick, was Milwaukee at some point. So were, I mean, <laughs> you start going by all the. T- so were the Lakers, and they barely got into the damn playoffs. So, I mean, so my thing is, it, this, Sherrod,
5: he he was an in, he was named interim head coach, which everybody I think. Based on the circumstances surrounding everything that was going on, made sense. Go with somebody with, within the organization that's familiar with the team and the players and the system. I get it. You go through the year, maybe things aren't exactly going the way everyone thought they might at this point, the way that the Celtics have played over the last, really the playoffs in general. Do you just get the band back together again, bring the coach back, bring Tatum and Brown back? I mean, you're, you're – pretty much built to have most of these guys back next year but if you don't believe so who that who do
1: you want jimmy who do you want to be the coach of this team I, next
5: it's, year it's not about who i want and it's not my it's not my job to find the coach i'm just throwing it out there that there's certainly other options if if it seems like there is a disconnect that i think it was gary who asked if there was a disconnect between the players or the players and the coaches so i mean Sherrod, i hate to say it and I'm not blaming the coaches. I know the coaches are always a scapegoat. You look around the league and all these great coaches, they don't have a job right now. It's hard for me to believe that it's, it was all their fault. But nobody wants to blame the players, it seems, even though I would – I do. I, I blame I think, Tatum and Brown. But nobody I've, wants to touch I've, those guys. So you got to are you going to do anything or are you just going to – trust and love the Celtics and bring the band back together again and go through this whole charade once again. And by the way, Gerard, they have underperformed in other years. They underperformed in the bubble to the same Heat team where everyone thought that they were supposed to beat that Heat team. And guess what? It was wide open that year too. So this is uh, now another year that they've underperformed. And they underperformed when they had Kyrie Irving on the team and no, I
6: that's the start that, of the underperformance. I do not want to go there? Right, yeah, but okay. there's that,
5: a lot of this. Some of those same players are still on this team. So, again, you I want know. to talk about the core. Tatum, Brown, Smart. There are some consistencies in this underperformance of your expectations. So, who do you want to blame? Do you want to make any changes? And, again, we have all offseason to talk about this. But, I mean, to this, sit here and a, say that it's no, you know – Don't fire the coach. Don't make any trades. Don't you know? You know, resign everybody and do it all over again.
1: It seems like what are we doing? That's not. That's not what we're saying. I mean, I think you have to look long and hard about Al Horford's situation. Al has been horrible in this series. Uh, His role is too big.
6: Well, he's coaching now too. He's coaching now. You need to keep on the bench.
1: You need to catch and shoot and play some defense. That's his role. I don't think the role is too big. I just don't think he physically can fulfill what they need him to do. Uh, he should I,
6: retire sure and they should I, put him in the system. That's
1: like you're looking at a million-dollar budget and cutting
5: down, like, uh, the Exterminator for, like, for like $10,000. That's
1: know,
6: a good like, one, Jimmy. No, but, like, Jimmy. that's
1: not going to fix the issue. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going down the list, Jimmy. He was the first one at the list. Okay. Malcolm Brogdon has to be bigger and better in big games. He was a complete MIA. Derek White has regressed. There's no question about that. Rob is starting to show those, those foul magnet tendencies that we saw earlier in his career. You have to evaluate all those guys. Those four guys I point out specifically because those are four guys that you in general feel a part of your core. You need to evaluate where do they fit into the, the matrix of things going forward. And then there's Marcus Smart. I mean, he, he's been the guy that it seems like he's been like kind of on that, that cliff of, are you going to keep him? Are you going to get rid of him? You seem like he's been there for two or three years now. Once again, he's another one that you've got to think about. Where does the future lie away from him? And as far as Tatum and Brown are concerned, I'm just, you know, they did not, they have not played great basketball, but I'm not cutting them loose. Hell no. I will evaluate everyone in their future with this team except those two. And the reason why – It's because no matter what, the reason why is because no matter what you do trade-wise involving Tatum and Brown, you are going to lose the deal. Because you're not going to get fair market value from a talent standpoint for those guys. Not going to happen. And they're so young where the idea of getting a bunch of draft picks the way Danny Ainge typically does things, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Because those guys are going to be outperforming whoever you draft for a number of years. I mean, you're looking at basically hoping that you you hit the lot, you know, the, you know, the the lottery jackpot and get a guy that could be maybe an all star in like three or four years. But guess what? Tatum and Brown are still going to be all stars. So it's like, so we basically we got rid of a guy who's and by the, by the way, in three or four years they're going to be in their prime. I don't think people realize that they still haven't hit the apex of who they can be as players. They still got two three years before they're going to be there. So. The rest of the team, those, those other four people i made, you absolutely have to evaluate what role, if any, they're going to have going forward. But Tatum and Brown, those two are off-limits because you're not going to get anything of, of substance in return.
5: So, and sure right. I mean, listen, I, I understand that Tatum and Brown are obviously extremely talented. You're talking about first team All-NBA, second team All-NBA, and that's great. And I guarantee you that if they do end up on other teams someday, I'm not saying when it is, that they'll – continue to be exceptional basketball players on on those teams, maybe even better in different roles. But the problem I have with these two guys, and I think a lot of people have with these two guys who watch this team day in and day out, is that they don't maximize each other's talents when they're out there. They don't make each other better. The old saying that I just mentioned earlier, you know, rising tide lifts all the boats. It doesn't seem like those two guys share a brain out there like when I watch Jokic and Murray play for example it feels like they know where each other's are going to be at all times and it's different positions I get that and that's another problem maybe too with the fact that you have these two guys that um maybe aren't as complimentary as you'd like them to be so I don't have the answers tonight I don't think anybody does I think a lot of us are just frustrated with what we've with what we've seen but uh it does feel um like, uh, all right, we got, we got Jalen Brown here. Uh, we got a little Jalen Brown video that we're going to toss up. Let's see what he had to say uh, after this one, if he even had anything to say.
0: Jalen, you guys have always taken pride in being a prideful team, but it seemed like there was some quit out there uh, tonight. What happened and what, where's, when, when did the disconnection happen? It just seems like you guys are not on the same page chemistry-wise with the coach schemes. All
8: the above. Uh, I don't even know where to start. Uh, it's obvious, obvious letdown. I feel like we let our fan base, organization down. We let ourselves down, and it was collective. We can point fingers, um, but in reality, it was just embarrassing.
3: Uh, Jalen, Joe Mazzulla says that uh, you guys lost your defensive identity. Uh, do you agree with that? Um, and if so, where do you think that, that started, where when
8: that disconnect started? I'm not sure. Um, give credit to the Miami Heat, man. You know, those guys are playing unbelievable right now. man. Um, We just seemed to couldn't get stops. You know, those guys are hitting shots and playing well, playing with confidence, and we allowed them to have that. Pretty speechless, I would
5: say. I mean, he's at a loss for words, giving credit to the Heat. Can't figure out why the Celtics are coming out with the the lack of energy. Apologize to the fans. What a far cry from... uh, just a couple of weeks ago, when he called out the fans for not showing the same uh, amount of intensity or energy that he expected at home. So um, it's a different yeah, the, tone I, tonight,
1: Sharon. Well, the, the idea of calling out your home fans when you got a losing record in the playoffs at home is just not good. It's just not a good look. Uh, they have to get better. Uh, they're not competing. Uh, forget about winning, you, you have to compete. And that's more on the players than anyone else. Uh, When you when they go back and look at this game and they look at all those shots that he talks about, the Miami Heat making, most of those shots are open. Most of those shots are Miami simply moving the ball, and at some point the Celtics stop hustling to close out. And when they do, Miami makes them pay. Um, That is how they are winning this series. Uh, And and the Celtics, there's just not time to figure that stuff out. That should be. That's basketball one-on-one. When the team is moving the ball you get, and you're rotating, you're doubling, and you're shifting, and are doing lots of mo- movement, you make sure you at least contest as many shots as possible. And that was not the case. And what winds up happening, folks get confident. And then next thing you know, the shots that you are contesting, for them, is because of muscle memory things. They're just knocking down shots, whether you're in their face or not. They have opened up this Pandora's box to this Miami Heat offense that Miami is showing no signs of it closing Anytime soon, and I don't know how they can expect Game Four to be any different than Games One, Two, or Three at this point.
8: Wow.
1: I'm
5: speechless. Like, <laughs> wow, the, 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 the Nick Nick Jelson himself is speechless. It's the first time I think I've heard I, him
6: say that. I it really is. I mean, I'm I'm on here kind of just blanked out, and numb, and I, I don't even have rage. Like I'm just
5: it's kind of like, like ready Br- for you it know to what, be um,
6: over. Unfortunately, Jalen looked dejected.
5: Nick, what you're feeling—it seems like that's how the Celtics are feeling, and that's how they're playing. They're not playing angry. Yeah. Did any of those guys look angry after game two?
8: Didn't yeah. look angry and shoot
5: around, Sherrod? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where is the sense of urgency with this team? It's, I mean, it's too late now. The sense of urgency was for Wasting the last few days.
1: Should have been there from day one. Yeah. Exactly. should have been there from should have been there from day one when you realize we need four wins against a team that. Barely got into the postseason, and we we do that, we go on and can bring on Banner 18. Little, yeah, and there's but you know what, we saw signs of this from the Philly series when they lost game one without Joel Embiid, which is mm-hmm. it, which is embarrassing. Uh, mm-hmm. you take away Jokic, you take away Tatum, you take away anyone who's the clear front and center best player, and you put them in a playoff situation on the road, that should be a fat out every right. time. Uh, and that so the Celtics, you know, they are it's just a maddening bunch to watch uh, because we've seen them play great basketball this year. We've seen them take on challenges and find ways to overcome them. And then they get to this point in the season when they're so close to achieving what they came into the season one to do. And they just this just playing like crap from top to bottom. No one has stepped their game up. Not a single player on this team has shown themselves to be better now than they were in the regular season. I and mean, then you look up at the Miami Heat, you got freaking Caleb Martin. you got freaking Gabe Vincent. You start going down the line of everyone pretty much not named Jimmy Butler, and they're all playing better. And even Jimmy is doing what Jimmy typically does this time of year, which is lead his team, make big shots. Uh, and it's, it's, it's embarrassing um, to see how quickly they have succumbed to the struggle. Uh, of being great Uh, because it is, it's not easy being a great team and it's, it's tough. It's hard work. And they seem like they're not right now willing to put in that work to be great. And, and that is going to get them an early vacation. Uh,
2: So like facts, my dog during the prime spring season, you need wholesome convenient meals to energize you for warmer, more active days and keep you on track and reaching your goals. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and tackle everything on your to-do list. Too busy to cook this May? With Factor, skip the trip to the grocery store and skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy, then get back outside and soak up the warmer weather. Looking for calorie conscious options ahead this summer? Try delicious dietitian approved calorie smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. Want to budget this month by cutting back on takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper than takeout, but meals are ready faster than restaurant delivery in just two minutes. This may get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com and use code Scribe50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code Scribe50 at factormeals.com to get 50% off your first box.
7: We need someone to
1: be there always can. Someone who lights your way and every day, doing what you love is everything so we can celebrate the joy it brings. There's so much to protecting in our lives. That's why Nationwide is on your side.
2: Nationwide Mutual Insurance Company and affiliates, Columbus, Ohio.
5: And Sherrod, you, you mentioned it. You know, you mentioned the guys on the heat that were stepping up in big times. And we look at here. Here's one for the Celtics that can't quite say the same the sixth man of the year talk about guys who have made a habit of of not being the guy but coming in you know off the bench and and having an effect on on things but not not tonight and and not enough uh this series zero points tonight for Malcolm Brogdon zero of six from the field a minus 23 in 18 minutes and it doesn't stop there I mean we we mentioned Horford earlier here you go eight points on three of six from the field a minus 21 um you know grant 12 points to us i mean that's actually honestly a, a decent performance from him a but lot Der- of that
1: came in garbage time yeah exactly
5: Derek white you mentioned him earlier too nine points i mean Derek white has had a really bad uh, last two series here started in philly so um kind of turned into a bit of a pumpkin again here and we've got some more joe uh, and jalen sound for you guys right now so we'll go ahead and toss toss over to those guys and see what else they have to say
7: of your locker room were you too loud not loud enough I'm just looking for some. I don't know um, you, at the time you think you say what needs to be said but at, at the same time like you, I just have to be better I gotta make sure when we step on that floor that we're ready to uh, execute we're ready to be physical we're ready to play harder than the other team that, that's, that's my J-
3: Jalen with, uh, with us Joe kind of put the loss on himself he said he didn't have you guys ready to play what's your response to hearing that
8: I think it's a collective effort.
0: And starting with Eme's dismissal and all of what you've been through this season as a team, is this kind of thing mentally just coming to a head where it just, you see the ending and it just seems like you guys are kind of just maybe throwing in the towel or just not don't quite have the energy to finish this run?
8: I don't think so. I, I will hope not. You know, I don't... That's not what I'm about. Um, I'm going to fight to the end. So, we're going to try to get our guys ready for the next game. and we come out and we put our best foot forward. And at the end of the day, that's what... That's what we got to do. And that's just how I see it. Um, series isn't over yet. It's looking bad, but, you know, you come out, have some pride about yourself and and... and and put your best foot four.
5: He's dejected, all right. He's he looks. Right I'll right tell up. you what. Gary has his article ready to go.
1: He's ready to hit Ooh.
5: send on that game four loss.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> just, I mean, Jalen just looks beat down. There, I totally just, just just mentally he looks worn out, uh, and and that's you know that, that's the challenge getting over that mental hurdle of being mentally tough when you absolutely need it. That's what the playoffs is about. It's not about X's and O's. I mean, you've seen 82 games plus the playoffs. You know exactly what the hell that other team is running. But can you stop them? Can you execute what you're Can you overcome being down by nine and find a way to chip away at that lead? Are you mentally strong enough to do the hard work? Because that's what the playoffs is about. Uh, and the Celtics so far in this series have shown no, they're not. Uh, and Jalen, you know, to his point, yeah, the series isn't over, but it's pretty much over unless they do what has never been done before. That's the only way. So, Bobby, well, what's up, man? We just lost
5: what's Nick. On? And we got Bobby. So, um, All right. what's up? Bucket hat Bobby in the building.
9: I'm here. Celtics are not. This, this <laughs> team just looked absent tonight. Uh, stunning performance with their back against the wall. One emblematic of a team that – Hate to use the word because it's so strong, but they quit uh, tonight. I thought they didn't put the effort in to string together stops uh, to work their way back into this game. And by the end of the third quarter, just prayed that threes would get them back into it. And the story of the night, of course, is Joe's response. A guy who's been so defiant, defensive, and fiery all year effectively taking full responsibility for this, admitting I think needs some clarification. Gary asked if you know, he's lost the team or there's a disconnect there more specifically, and he said yes. I want to get a little more clarification on that um, because, again, it's a staggering quote. And Say that again, Bobby. That. I, I think I misheard you. What's the quote? Gary asked if there's a disconnect between Joe and the players right now, mm-hmm. and Joe specifically said, because I want to quote him specifically. We did put the say, we put that video up. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you all saw it, you all heard it. Can we glean from that that Joe has lost the team?
5: Well, when they play the way they played tonight, I, I don't know if if it's you know Joe has lost the team or the the team has lost each other. It doesn't feel like anyone's playing connected out there. Um, right. So I, I I don't know if it's a And listen, there's a blame pie here, right? So obviously Joe is going to take a portion of that blame pie because at the end of the day, he does have to coach his guys up. It is more important in the playoffs coaching than it is in the regular season. And you do have to make adjustments. It's a bit of a chess match. He is going up against one of the best coaches in the history of the game. And I I think if the team, you know, when I look at a head coach, it's not always X's and O's. It's not always about out-of-timeout plays. It's about the mentality that your team has going into these games, the sense of urgency, the sense of pride, the sense of, you know, wanting to play for each other and, you know, our backs are against the wall. Let's, you know, we're on the road. We're in enemy territory. Let's be ready. It didn't feel like these guys were ready to go tonight, which I think was a surprise to everybody. I think a lot of people, even despite everything that we've seen, I think a lot of people thought that Celtics would come out tonight with a little bit of... I I was hoping that they'd be a little angry. They come up with some attitude, that that show that they are the better team, you know. And it just felt like (laughs) as soon as the Heat got going, just a little bit, there was no there was no comeback from the Celtics. There was no fight. They just continued to polygag on offense, argue against the referees, not get back on defense. The Heat were whipping the ball around, and yeah. They hit a lot of their freaking shots. But guess what? That's how the Celtics won all, all the games this year, too. They hit shots that, that the opponent gave them. Now it's the Celtics are on the other end of it.
9: Bad body language throughout. And that's why that's I it. do as careful as I am with the word quit. Uh, the, the body language was atrocious here. Tatum swinging his arm over while well, Robinson, Duncan Robinson, drove right by him asking for a push-off call. That smart shove, man, how lucky did he get shoving? I think it was Gabe Vincent. Yeah, the host, They went to the review, and maybe the refs gave him a break because he apologized right away, but that was a pretty aggressive swing he took back at Vincent there that I think yeah. easily could have gotten him, uh, if not ejected, then at least a flagrant one or hostile act, whatever they end up calling something like that. Um, Brown falling down a couple of times and staying there a little long, I thought. Smart staying down. Like yep. You know what I noticed, too? Oh my sure god! I'd, you no, know, I know a sushrod. Wait, a lot hold on, of players. John. <laughs> what album are you dressed as? What album? I don't know. What <laughs> album it's are you?
5: On. Are you uh, graduation? Are you red? Are you? Uh... I was red.
9: I'm <laughs> glad John's here. Staggering stuff tonight, John. Straight
5: out of, straight out of Cornelius Street, folks. Here he is.
9: <laughs> you know, I just came from a you
4: know a party. Don't watch now. the beginning
5: of this show. The chat was now very
4: rude to you. I'm here So, for Sherrod, fewer. I, I, I want to ask you ruined? this.
5: They said you quit on the team.
4: Why should I show up? I, I showed exactly, up.
5: Exactly, exactly. Well, yeah, yeah you anyway. did anyway. now. <laughs> anyway, Bobby just showed guys. up about five minutes before you did, John, so he has the floor currently. Well, I also, Sherrod's ask, mad, I mad at me. Sherrod's mad at me, too. Go on. I'm
1: I always question. mad at you, Jimmy. <laughs> you know I this. That's true.
9: <laughs> I got a question for John, too, but Sherrod, it, no, it looked like to me, along with all the other stuff I just mentioned, I didn't see Joe talking in the huddle much tonight. It looked like Horford took it over for most of the timeouts. Yeah. Players were talking amongst each other. I asked Eric White about that, and he said they were just trying to figure out how to stay together. There's no there three thousand
4: angry people in here. Holy oh, crap! And they're angry. Yeah.
5: And uh, unfortunately, it, we haven't been able to, be able to keep up with the chat as much as I'd like to, so I missed right. it a lot. Go ahead, of the time, Bobby. So sure. Sorry, and that, and I don't know. That, that, that,
9: timeout, that timeout, that timeout, Sherrod, that Spolstra took when he cut it from what was it, tw- thirty-one to twenty-seven. It was kind there of a hilarious timeout. Like yeah. Uh the the Corrales called out right next to us. He was a four nothing run and a heat calling a timeout, but I don't think Joe even got in the huddle during that timeout. I think he met with his assistants, they broke into play and he kind of gave them a clap and they went on their way. I I don't think he had much to say to these guys tonight. And John, this is where I'm gonna pull you in. Did you guys
4: get he, any post game commentary on? What was the, what was the post game reaction? A lot.
9: Yeah. John, Joe Joe took full responsibility for this, said he doesn't have the team ready to play, said they lost their defensive identity, and that's on him. And Gary asked him if there's a disconnect between him and the players, and he said yes.
5: Spicy.
4: Yeah,
9: Yeah. and Jalen Brown was very
5: dejected tonight post game. very down, didn't have really answers, didn't really have an answer to why things are the way they are not that he should i don't think anybody has that answer but uh i haven't we haven't seen anything from tatum yet bobby were you there for tatum or no uh Sway isn't on tatum right now okay so we'll probably be getting something from him i think oh i think we've got something from al let's go to al here for a
3: minute coach al says that you guys have lost your defensive identity um do you agree with that what's your response to that
0: Ah, uh, yeah um you know uh uh, definitely uh, we we let their runs affect us um, early on, I feel like, and uh, uh, you know we 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 had some some just bad turnovers early on that really hurt us um, as far as the defense goes, um, for whatever reason uh, we have lost it um, uh, not doing as good a job as we can so um, uh, you know the challenge is this year that we we've been able to bounce back and, um, and figure it out. And you know, our backs are against the wall now. So that's something that we have to do.
9: Al, you guys have come through in those moments and this game felt like a must win. What was different about tonight?
0: Uh, Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, uh, I, obviously
9: (laughs) anyway, that drives me crazy and i'm gonna to try to calm myself down right now but who was on this show all year saying this defense isn't right and who asked joe throughout the year over and over and over again what's up with this defense and just got barked back out repeatedly about how they were number two they were number one for the stretch of games they the rankings and this and that They never looked right on defense this year. They never had a defensive mentality. Every time you asked about defense, Joe would turn it back to offense. And it was obvious that that slipped this year. I didn't care what their ranking was. They had so many games that they just melted down on that end. And they let isolations kill them all year. In spots, they had a great defensive rebounding in the aggregate, but in spots, they gave up offensive rebounds that killed them. And when the playoffs came around, they started fouling a lot, and there just wasn't that crispness with the switching, not to mention the passivity of dropping as much as they did this year. The defense, it's, 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 it's amazing to finish, too, as many holes as it seemed to have throughout this year, and it took this many games to finally acknowledge that, i just i've defended joe at every turn john it's impossible at this point i mean sure
4: i mean at at this point i mean he's admitting it himself whatever it is it's a it's—I think it's a multitude of things but again it's it's still gonna let the players off the hook though isn't it like you can't yeah like the, the problem the problem i think is and I know you've covered a ton of ground so there's not I'm not going to say anything you haven't said a million times already but like they're front runners it, it, this is what we've said kind of all year and this has been the fear is yeah they'll blow you out when the threes are falling and everything's going good you know let's count the let's count the Tatum and Brown 30 point games and celebrate you know but like what happens when you're you know when when someone gets in your way when you're facing a challenge when you got to dig deep they can't So like it's easy to turn to the coach and be like, "Well, get them ready." Like I I just don't think it works like that. Like it it just, you know, it would if they listened, or they had heart, or they executed. They could have been a dominant offensive team and still won. It they, they didn't. I'm not going to say they didn't need to be a great defensive team, but any form of good basketball would suffice. They're not doing it on either end. So you can point to the defense and say they don't have a defensive identity, I think that's because they had such a ridiculous one last year that you can say it's nothing close to that, and that's what made them dominant. But if they were a dominant offensive team and stuck to the game plan and kept doing what they were doing, they'd be competitive. They're not right now because they're playing – they're horrible on offense. They're disconnected everywhere, Bobby. So I'm not just going to look at the defense and say the defense wasn't good all year and that's why they're losing now. They're losing now because they have no – they have no identity, zero but We know in we, in either direction they don't, yeah. so that's and the, the offense,
9: problem
4: the offense. and the offense has no plan, they just yeah. aren't used to it, every time every time they see something, they devolve into mismatch hunting instead of running any sort of offense you know, it's just, there's no fluidity to it at all, so again, it's on the players I mean, I, I again, I don't know I mean, I, I'm curious, Sherrod hasn't moved yet, so I don't know you know, when you guys sliced up your blame pie, who got the biggest pieces tonight?
1: Joe. All Joe, huh? Not, Not all Joe, me. but but no, it's Joe's a big part of the problem. Yeah. And he, it, it's real really Joe's really in trouble. trouble. He's a Joe's he big a part, part of the, of the problem. problem, but
5: Sherrod doesn't think yeah. he's a big enough part of the problem to do anything about it.
1: You mean to fire him. Let's just just call it what it is. Jimmy. You you want him fired. I, I don't. Say, I'm not saying that. I want him. I'm saying you don't think he deserves. he's a big part of the problem, man, I I think he's going to get better, and I don't think that they're going to fire a third coach in three years. No, I don't, I don't see how you can that. bring him back.
4: Uh I'm not going to lie. I, I think if it was a oh, different. Gonna-
1: I think if it was a different ownership
4: group. He would not yes. be back. Yeah, but because it's this ownership because it's group, because this, they're not going to pay a coach to to not coach after after signing him, but. I think someone he, else. So it's he just in, about
5: he, that. It's about five hundred thousand dollars or whatever the hell they signed him to.
9: Yeah. Right. I, mean, so I think you're right. he's if, also they about, didn't, if
5: they didn't, if they didn't extend him at, at the All Star break, he's fired. That's what this is about. If he listen, if yes. he yes, if yeah, not and that's an absolute if still, joke.
1: If, if he still had the interim label, then yeah, he'd be he gone. wouldn't be back. They'd be they they'd run the interviews. Then it's yeah. an no absolute joke.
5: If that's the only reason, if that's the only reason, then I don't think that's the only reason.
1: I don't think that's the only reason, but I think that would be the most significant.
5: Then I think it's reason. a joke. I think that's bad front office so who, uh, decision. This made. is,
1: But this is the thing that I always come back to when people want so-and-so fired. Who are you thinking about as a replacement? Because that's, to me, you don't fire someone unless you have someone, an idea to replace them. Because otherwise, you could a lot of replacements. Of... There's and, a lot and, of coaches. But and, and, and Jimmy, the point that you made earlier about there being this robust amount of coaches available now, you're right. Now that's the case. That was not the case when they just right. realized before right the season that they got to get rid of eBay. I'm not criticizing them for that. for what
5: for. I'm not criticizing them for that drop. I'm looking forward to the next season. I'm not looking past. Oh, they shouldn't have hired him. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, what do you do about this situation moving forward if there is a disconnect if like a lot of uh player uh, a lot of people on like I think I saw Eddie House said after the game that he thinks the players have quit on Joe Missoula. I mean if that's the case, I'm not sitting out here with the pitch for I don't think leading the cause. I think they quit on each uh, other. Fired Joe I think quit, yeah. All I'm saying is I mean, two. But that's what it, that's just what he said. My point is this: I think they've quit on if each other. If this is a team built this, to win I, a championship, you need a coach that's ready to coach a championship-caliber
1: team. That's all. The,
5: I'm not. What does that, that mean? Though? Is- what
1: does that mean to be ready to coach a championship? Like, what does that's, that mean? What are the qualifications? A coach with what more do you have experience to, do to get that. The, a coach. Can, that can I tell tell you okay. this?
4: The biggest load of crap, it, like surrounding the Celtics, and and and. Celtics fandom is this love and trust thing. I've never gotten a sense that there's trust among these guys with one another or trust in a process or trust in anything other than their own individual talent. I think they believe they are talented. I think they might believe other people have talent too, but there is no sense of these guys working for each other playing for each other I've never seen it that's why you do it you're doing it for one another that's why you do like and again it's so friggin cliche but the grimy things that's why you hit the gra- the deck that's why you fight for people that's why you run over to someone when they get knocked down and pick them up that's that's you're doing it for each other I've never gotten a sense that they do that at all ever you know it's it's a team it's a collected team it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, team of you know, talented individuals that just, they're every, when everything is sunny they're don't going great. When everything's crappy, it, nobody steps up, nobody picks it up. Everyone's looking at everyone else. There's a lot of wee wee we, wee wee. It's it's five years now, uh, four four years with this core. It's I mean it's everyone's going to look at the coach, and I think you, I think it's both. I don't think Joe's the guy for this job. He's not. I don't know that another coach comes in and magically fixes it. I, right. I'm, I'm still always going to look at the players. They might search. have to address well, the
9: multiple. They might have to address I, I, multiple things, John. But it's it might. impossible to exclude Joe from the conversation because
4: I think it's hard to. I think, he, I, look, I, think he, lot, why,
9: I think there were a lot. I think there were a lot of questions. Wasn't ready about, in the first place. He was. He wasn't even, not even ready. about. It's not even about ready. It's about he had a plan. Capable. He, impl- he implemented it. Was it the right plan? Because I don't think what happened this year was, oh, he couldn't institute things in time or he didn't, like, get his message across to the players. So a lot of this year, they did everything he wanted
4: them to. Coaching do. Like, is really it hard. It's really hard. You need – if you are so adamant that your way is the right way, you need – Proof. You need proof of performance. It's really hard to get a bunch of people to believe in what you're telling them to do when you're a third tier assistant and you've never had any success doing it. How many times this year, John? It's extremely difficult to do that. Extremely difficult. How many times this
9: year, John, did we hear hear, even Tatum and Brown, again, the leaders of this team, say, they're shooting a lot of threes?
5: (laughs) What did Nick say? Nick Chelsea? Yeah. He was very disappointed and he I mean he kind of feels like they embarrassed themselves they embarrassed the fans they put the big they they you know um, there's you know some of the same stuff as we thought the leadership there's no leader right now that you can see uh, I don't think I forget what he said about Missoula I don't know what his take was on whether or not he's the guy or not um, but Nick was basically he couldn't even get angry tonight because he was just like beaten down by these guys
4: it's hard to get angry right it's embarrassing. Right.
5: Right, That's kind of where he he fell on it Which I I would co-sign And I I feel like Mosul has dominated a lot of this conversation here I want to make it very clear I put it on the players always over the coach I know the coach is always first to go And if everyone is Scared to part with the core Of this team, which it feels like they are Then if you, you Either want to make a change somewhere Or you don't want to make any changes And just continue to do the same thing over and over and over again Then fine, go ahead and do that I don't know how long people want to wait around. Many opportunities have come and gone with this core of guys, and yeah, the coaches have changed. And you can say, oh, three years, three coaches, three years." Yeah, one of those coaches in Ime did, that he didn't leave because he couldn't get it done here, or the players didn't, you know, uh, listen to him or anything like that. That was a another completely different situation. So I'm not really gonna. I'm not gonna obviously blame the players on that one. But if they checked out on Brad and now they've if they've checked out on uh Missoula, who's the problem here? Is it the players or is it the coaches? Because Brad was a pretty good coach, you know, coming into the league and that's always while, been and,
4: my thing, Jimmy. I'm with you. Three three coaches three coaches, same problems. At, at some point you gotta you gotta look at the collective mirror and look and see what's looking back. And so it's the same same core of players. The, the
5: Bobby, it's yourself. inexcusable. It's really quick, Bobby, it's inexcusable how this team just Decided they weren't going to play defense this year. Like they were too good for defense this year. They were just going to outshoot the opponent. And I've always said yeah, offense beats defense. Back, but you still have to play defense. You still have to play defense. And what the Heat are doing is they're letting their defense turn into offense. How many times tonight did they turn? The, did they get a Celtics turnover and run the other way and score in transition? While well, their transition or, game was excellent, or a missed Celtics field goal tonight and they're on the ground complaining to the referee and the Heat go
9: and score in transition. The Celtics stopped doing that. They don't play that yeah. way anymore. And there's real roster-building questions coming for this group. Tough decisions to start immediately. A lot of those, I think it's going to be easy to kick forward. So, as you say, Jimmy, the easiest thing to do is change the coach. And why I think what they, we saw for a lot of this year.
4: Let me ask you this, though. What, what is it? Why are they so – why are they broken? What, what broke here? Like what – how did they break like this? They're not mentally tough. Thing, it's one thing to lose. You lose to the Heat in six or something like that. We know they're not mentally tough. They've never been actually mentally tough. They've shown flashes of times where they have, like game six against Philly, even though that was really close to falling apart. You saw it against Milwaukee last year. What broke them this year? What broke them? What broke a them A looseness.
9: Now? A looseness, a casualness. You think it's looseness? Yes. What do you think, Because Shiroff? What broke them? How often did they have to address That's- their issues this year? I'm waiting for your third body. Whenever they, whenever they lost, everything's fine. We on to the next one. That's
4: fair. What, Sherrod? What, what broke them? Why are they here, Sherrod?
7: To some, safe is a boring word. Slow, deliberate. At Volvo Cars, we define safety as freedom—freedom to have more dance parties, freedom to take more confident leaps freedom for more adventures and with new technology like a two sensor driver understanding system designed to prevent distractions and help you stay focused volvo cars is changing what it means to feel safe because when you feel safe you can truly be free visit volvocars.com for life to learn more
1: i think what ultimately broke them was the reality that the blueprint that they knew got them to the finals. Was different than a blueprint that they were being asked to play. And they tried to be good soldiers and shoot a lot of threes and it worked for a while. But at some point you have to get back to whatever is your core. Their core is defense. And they have never been able to get back to that because they don't have the type of coaching. And I'm not just talking about Joe. I'm talking about that entire staff that emphasizes that side of the court because they're they're finding out firsthand what that looks like uh, with Miami. Miami is all about defense, uh, even though they've got Jimmy Butler is a twenty point scorer, Bam Adebayo twenty point scorer, Tyler Hero when he's healthy, he can also be that type of score. But at their absolute core is defense, and the Celtics they've gotten away from that, and they can't. They know they need to get back to there, but they can't for some reason. There's like a mental block that's preventing them from getting back to playing the way. That they know you have to play in order to be successful in the playoffs.
4: Can I meet you guys halfway on that? I think the you know the the, the first 26 games when they did what, what Joe Bobby said, said
5: too. But go on, John. The first 26 games when they
4: did what uh, what what Joe said is almost kind of like the equivalent of like a you know uh, you know. Uh, you know a slap hitter in baseball who weighs a buck 70 hitting a home run. You're know, like that was awesome and that's just what you want to do over and over again. The other thing is it was easier to win that way than it was to win with defense. So when you try when they tried to get back to doing stuff, they tried to get back to winning the easy way instead of winning the hard way. The way they won last year, 35, 40 games down the stretch and into the playoffs was defense, which was hard. The way they won early in the season was Wing, wing the ball around, uh, shoot up a hit, shoot a bunch of threes, play a little defense, doesn't matter because we're just going to run the teams out of the building with all of our awesome three point shooting. I think they kept trying to go back to that rather than they trying to go 46
9: back to, threes tonight, John. I know they just they're, kept trying launching to go, them.
4: they're trying to go back to that rather than winning a hard way. They never got. They never committed to winning the hard way. They did it a little against Philly. You saw yeah. it. Two games, two and three against you know, Philly. Josh they got right? they got they got serious on defense. Games two and three against Philly, and they came out in four. And they're like, "We're all set." And then they rested again. Yeah. And they did it again. And then they they recommitted for a little. They never really committed to the hard way at any point in time. I
5: just way.
3: I mean, that's exactly, that's, that's dead on, John. I mean, I, I, I caught 10 seconds of that, the last 10, 15 seconds of it. And it, it just it just felt like they thought they could just shoot their way, you know, into a big lead. And, and when things didn't go their way in that first quarter, you just knew this wasn't going to be a humongous uphill battle for this team. This Miami Heat team, I mean, look, go through the last two games. Like, pick, pick a guy who you least expect to score 25 plus, And Miami's got a new one for you every single game. I mean, like, this is like the kind of, Team that guys are gonna they're gonna seize their opportunity, but they're on a whole nother level. That they're so confident against the Celtics that they're obviously comfortable going into this one, being back at home. But the Celtics never responded. They never had that type of uh, "we're gonna snatch this from you." This thing isn't over. And the moment this team went into the second quarter, knowing that, knowing that they had rent space, they had rented headspace in the Celtics' team as their identity as a team, it was over from that. It was over from there. I, I mean, look, Tatum. Jalen ice cold in that first half was all they needed to see. And I felt like the Miami Heat just never, for a second thought, the Southerns had a remote chance in this game. And the Southerns just, look, people can say they quit in the second half. People can say that, you know, the effort wasn't quite there. But just the way they approached the game in that first half, this game never belonged to them. Was, if I was, had
4: to was, guess, if I had to guess halftime speeches, it would have been Joe begging the guys just to do do what we do, do what we do, keep working the ball, shoot threes, and like trying to get them to do the same thing instead yeah, of. Yeah, look at how it. they played and, in the third. And I bet you, and I bet you, Spolstra's was we've broken them. Do exactly. Not, do not let up. They are broken. If right. you apply a teeny bit of pressure, it's over. They're gonna break. They knew They're gonna break. It. They're, They're broken. Chuck, chuck, chuck. chucking away have threes. broken them. Yeah. They're gonna keep doing it. Don't let them off the hook they're broken you apply a little they, pressure they were, here, and it's over and all of a sudden right. boom 27 point lead gone they broke them and they knew it in then that they like, halftime they were probably just strutting around we we friggin' totally they guys. were they
5: were they were chest fully when they, puffed out and they knew it they broke them
3: and after they knew that first time out in the third quarter I want to say there was about three, maybe four consecutive offensive yeah. possessions where the Celtics didn't look for the best shot. They looked for the first shot. The first opportunity, A the first possession of remote space between their offender and Chuck. And right there, there in my knee was like, oh, we got these guys. They're broken. There was you're, like, you're absolutely right, John. And that's exactly what happened in that in that third quarter. You just knew there's no way in hell these guys are coming back. And, and one,
9: one of those plays, just way Tatum signed up against Robinson. And that's the name of the game there, working that mismatch, getting the ball around and finding the right shot. But you're right, it was the first shot. And when you're chasing, trying to drive yourself back with threes, when they're not falling, it's something I always question in the postseason when it's a smaller sample size. What are we talking about? About 100 threes in the series so far between three games? Celtics are shooting 29%. And... They're not working for great ones. They're no. just trying to trying to get them up there and meet like a quota. It feels like, and they struggled to get there because the heat were taking it away in games one and two. You talked about that great spoke cut, John. Tonight they just it felt like we got to get to forty six. We got to get you know, We got to approach fifty. And in they that third quarter, especially they just fired them up instead of
4: mm. instead of heart again. You know, like yeah, and I don't even think back this back was. To- right. I don't think the second half was dead, the math stuff. Sorry, Jimmy. I believe it was what Joe Sway said. Uh, done. Uh, whatever. I'm just going to jack it here. Like, it's hard work trying to work for good shots. We're not able to get them. First bit of daylight I see, I'm just going to let it fly, and hopefully they start going in. That's it.
3: That's Jalen Chunked like that's a like 35 That's like second night of a footer. back-to-back
4: sort of, sort, of, sort of basketball,
3: right? Right, right. I mean, Jalen Chunked like a 35-footer, and it was like – five, six seconds into the possession, you know, like after they cross half court. I'm just like, these guys just, this is it. This is the way they want to play. This is the lazy chucking shots, not to mention he he airballed one, a wide open three from Jalen, just airballed.
5: Jimmy, where were you going? I jumped in there. Sorry. Terrible. I honestly kind of forget where I was going at that point, but um, I want to go back to briefly what Bobby mentioned. This team never held itself accountable this year. Whenever they lost, it was like Bobby said earlier. It was just like, "Yeah, go out there. We're just gonna you know go out there again and you know go get them next time." It was never there were never
9: any issues. They never had it. They anyone. never
5: had issues. They never had like any sort of you know uh, like turmoil within. Or if they did, every, everything was cool and calm. I put a comment up earlier from some, from one of the guys in the chat. It said their leaders are too passive, and that's how they play. And it's true.
4: We've been saying that for it's how true? long?
5: They're way too too cool for school, passive, not enough emotion. I talked about this with Sherrod earlier. There was no urgency in this team. There was no urgency tonight at all. I think we all thought at the very least they would come out with a little bit of fight, fire, anger. I mean, have you guys seen this team be angry once this year? They don't get angry. They don't get angry. They get angry at the refs. That's about it. But I just don't see the fight in this team. And the Heat are the complete opposite. Those guys are fired up. Like you said, how did all... we get
4: back to that tonight with the refs again? How did that become the the number one thing? There, You can't play this badly and it's be a default. and be looking to the exactly. refs to bail you out. You're losing by. Thirty points, guys. It's not okay. Fine, let's pretend three calls didn't go your way. What are you doing? You you lose the ball, and again, this goes back. This is every bit of Tatum. I'm sorry of of the way he was, and I know Jalen's a culprit and this and that. But like Tatum, and he at patches he was better this year. But that that every time a shot doesn't go down or he turns it over, he looks around. It's just always what he does it's a default response that alone screams no accountability it's not like well shit i shouldn't have had my head down and <laughs> lose the ball it's you could have called that it was like it, it's the funny thing is in many cases it's like it's not even a foul and he knows it's not a foul but it, the turnaround is almost like some superstars get that call you know and that's kind of like what he's saying it's so odd
9: so let's like let's go away occasionally let's go that's called. why
4: not that time
9: Right. Let's go way back because the leadership issue is a big one here. And this is where we're going to split hairs over Joe and the players. Last year, they ceded leadership to the coach, and he did a great job with it. And this is why I think everybody misses emails because he dominated that leadership position. And yeah, you have guys filling in in spots like Smart and Horford. They talk all the time about collective accountability and stuff like that. So that's why you always get wee, wee, we, wee, wee, wee when it comes to the accountability you know guys will say it's on me and stuff sometimes but it doesn't really resonate over the last three years where this core has really been in command you you never had a leader emerge even last year when everything was going great remember the captain stuff john They, they didn't want it they didn't want to be the leaders they didn't want the accountability they didn't want to be the one that like links people together or addresses deficiencies or
4: making a thing out of the captain thing i i'm still it's true i i I really don't believe people understood how bad that was a new head coach was like i'm trying to appoint leaders and everyone was like nah not me Mm -hmm. we're all leaders that was unbelievable to me it really was that's yeah Volumes, but again, you forget about it because and so we're all looking the at the season coach. turned around at the end of the year, so everyone forgot about it. That was a stunning development to me. That still says so something about
9: about these guys. We're all looking at the coach, waiting for him to be the leader again, and he's he's not. Eme he doesn't have the experience, he doesn't have the cachet, he doesn't have a lot of the things the that Ine did. The presence and even just the the critical tone, you know, the no holds bars. Approach to coaching. He's not Emei. He's a different coach. So expecting him to be that and, and relying on him to be that to hold yourself accountable as a team, it, it it's not going to work. So this goes to Sherrod's point. You're going to find another guy to take that mantle, and that's what you're going to rely on, the guy on the sideline. You're going to rely on the timeout. You're going to rely on just someone else to save you, the ref. At some point, and this is why Eme even at times didn't call timeouts and really you know, didn't call plays and really try to make these guys handle things on their own. They had to figure it out, and we're so many years into them not figuring it out, not really getting it, or not coming together. I mean, that's what it feels like a lot of the times to me is one player has some idea of what needs to change or what needs to be fixed. Another guy thinks everything's fine. Another guy thinks, you know, let's go, guys, let's go. And they're just all over but the even place. even their coach uh,
4: wasn't accountable. Every single time something would go wrong, he'd tell you everything was fine. We just need to shoot more threes. It was a, it was a trend almost uh, throughout the whole team all season long. It's like if we just do what we're supposed to do, we'll be fine. There's been that feeling that you could always fall back on, and now you're just getting punched in the mouth over and over again, and you're just simply not ready for it.
9: And did he just feel the need? Because we did hear at times Joe would get into these guys behind the scenes. But did he feel the need to tiptoe around them publicly? I'm sure he did. Because I don't think Joe was just unwilling to be critical. I think he just felt that to keep this room, to command some level of leadership over them, he he needed to have everybody in his corner. So he said, I'm just not going to criticize anybody ever. I... I was gonna ask
5: Joe Sway what Tatum had to say, but I think we just lost him somehow. We're so.
9: gonna get some Tatum um,
4: reaction up in a little bit here, uh, as well. So, uh, you know, again, I'm catching up late. I know you said Joe got a a big ration of the uh, of the. Uh, of the of the blame here but what happened everywhere why did rob williams only play four minutes until like late in the third quarter what happened there what where, where how did brogdon go into a complete zero what in the world has happened to
9: Derek white well they moved rob to the bench and then he got in the foul trouble fast yeah so right. he was just relegated to an, an
4: i get it but break. he had four minutes like midway through the third quarter like that's not a lot so, like, what you're only playing him 20 anyway, so what the hell? Like, I, I didn't understand that. Not like that would have saved anything, but, like, you know, what was going on there? I didn't quite get it, uh, you, know, That's the other, uh,
9: you know. Whoever's to blame for it, and some of this is on Rob, too, for the health and everything. And, you know, you can't control a lot of that. But Rob took a big step back this year. You lost Grant, and then you're leaning on him for 30 minutes tonight just because you're in trouble? I mean, that thing drove me crazy all year. And then, like you said, you, you, you don't go to Hauser at all in this series, even though that was something you wanted to develop and utilize. I don't understand how you can play
4: Robinson, but you can't play Hauser. But that's just me. I find exactly. It all confu- but that's I find the difference. That's
9: the difference right now I think in these two coaches, uh John. I can't defend Joe anymore, John. I just can't. You can't
4: defend Joe because he did everything wrong and he didn't try anything new and he kept doing the wrong thing over and over again hoping that it would end up being right. That's why Joe is indefensible at this point. I know he eventually went away from double big, but that's about the only adjustment he made all series. He didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. To, to, to mix things up to shake things up he, did, he didn't do anything um so he absolutely deserves a, a big piece of the big piece of the blame pie
5: mom i know you're at the base but that job interview i got it you always say that good habits lead to great results
1: thanks for the extra push love you
0: at&t appreciates those who are essential on duty and at home Learn how military, veterans, and their families get 25% off our best unlimited plans. Visit att.com slash military for details.
1: ATT may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Requires proof of eligibility. Terms and restrictions apply.
4: Yikes. So what, ha- what happens here? Like, I mean, is this, I mean, I, I, the, just laying down like this is so shocking to me. Like, Sherrod, do you see... Any way, Game Four is competitive, or are they toast? They're toast.
1: They're, they're toast. I mean, it, they, they have—they're at a mentally weakened state that they're not going to get off the map for this. And even if they do and make it relatively competitive, Miami is just too locked in to. Frankly, have a game where they let you get away. Uh, and remember, I, I think one of the things you have to remember is the last time the Celtics were in a situation like this was back in 2017 against Chicago, and they were they lost the first two at home, and then Jim, then Rondo got hurt, and then they won four in a row. Well, you know who else was on that team? Freaking Jimmy Butler. And you better mm. believe you better believe that he was not going to allow that to be the case today I thought early on he was getting everyone involved and everyone was knocking out shots so Jimmy's thinking I'm just going to keep getting them involved because they don't really need me that much Uh, but if things got a little squirrely I think we just saw much more active engaged Jimmy Butler but the bottom line is this the Celtics have put themselves within one nail of having their coffin officially shut for the season and I just don't see them coming out of the grave for this one I just I'm not it.
4: sure. I'm not sure which outfit is which here, but it's Crockett or Tubbs here at the podium uh, post game.
1: some the
0: narrative over the next 48 hours will be whether really, that you guys quit and you guys are not the team that people thought you were, and you're not the star. Jason, all of that. How do you ignore that over the next two days and try to focus on winning a game after such a poor performance?
2: Uh, I deleted Twitter. Um, from my phone to start the playoffs, so uh, honestly, I haven't seen anything um, good, bad, or indifferent, you know, since game one against the Hawks. Uh, so, you know, I'm, you know, I'm certain after every game you win, you're the best player in the best team, and you know, when you lose, you're not the star and the team's not good enough. So, uh, I'm certain there'll be some of that. Um, but, you know, out of sight, out of mind, you know, you don't see it. Because uh, that's not what's important. And what's important is, you know, the guys in the locker room, teammates, coaches. And, uh, you know, we all in this together just trying to figure it out. Jason. Okay. I
0: got nothing.
3: I got nothing. Typical I answer. Mean,
9: no,
1: it's
3: just
9: blah. I just, again. I just play another game and.
1: It's just, it's just consistently who he is. Uh, win by 30, just a game. Get your ass kicked by 30, just a game. Too cool. I, I just I, I don't understand how there can be no one with fire, angst, attitude on this freaking roster. I mean, they're, they're, they're ridiculously talented because that's the only way you can win as many games as they have. And not have that type of player, someone that plays with has an edge to them. Um, this is <laughs> the, the level of disappointment on every level of match, coaching, players, execution, front office, go down the line. Uh, it's probably as high now as it's ever been uh-huh. in the last decade or so on all those different fronts. Usually, I- one of yeah, go ahead. Yeah, usually one or two of those, it's 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 real bad. But everything about this organization right now is in question. I can't recall.
4: Like, I'm trying to think a team in Boston sports laying down, you know, in, in this manner um, and going out. Uh, and I can't right now, like nothing recent. Like I know Patriots got destroyed by the bills a couple years ago in the playoffs, but that was just a mismatch. It was David Goliath and true colors came out a team that's supposed to be this talented, literally just laying down and saying, I'm all set. Uh, I, I, I don't recall it. Like, I'm sorry guys, but like, if you talk about like playing here and it mattering or it meaning something and this and that, like you just disgraced yourselves in an extremely, like just a major, major way. That's not going to be forgotten. Like this is a, you'll be remembered like forever for, for this. It's, it it really is gross. You know, you have a responsibility. You play in this market, you play for this team, you play in front of fans that like care as much as they do. Uh, It's, I mean, it's, you're, a different, You're a different team. I know it's just team sports, like this too. but it's, this is hard to come back from. This it's is hard. disgraceful. Like this is stamped. It's imprinted. It Like, you know, on your DNA, like this is who you are laying down. Like this is so bad. I, 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 I couldn't believe, I just, I honestly, I can't believe they laid
7: down like this.
9: There's nothing left Joe can say either Tatum Brown. The leadership core of this team, they're going to have to make some sort of charge here in this series. And again, you're not thinking this is going to be the first team that comes down from 3 nothing. But make everybody believe in this again. Because if you go down in blowout fashion in Game 4, and nobody's caring, nobody's together. Maybe a blame game starts internally, even if it doesn't get out there publicly. Your guys are internalizing blame on whoever. You're not going to be able to come back from this, as John said. I mean, this these are the kind of losses that end teams. You I think, think, is Phoenix loses, think of Phoenix's devastating loss to Dallas a couple of years ago. And, you know, there's probably other examples I can't think of off the top of my head. Great teams can crumble at, off of moments like this. And, oh, man, this, this this feels fractured. Um, and guys are going to look to Tatum. I mean, Tatum's the one with the ball in his hands. Tatum's a guy who everything is built around. And it looks like, a, it feels like a lot of the time everyone looks at him and he just kind of shrugs. Well, like and this I is why I hate, like, wouldn't you know? say,
5: Bobby, that the Celtics are kind of playing as a team as Tatum sort
9: of plays and carries himself typically right now? It feels like. Yeah, they they follow his lead. And he just hasn't really been present for a lot of the series. We asked him, you know, at shoot around today about. Uh, you know another report asked him about kind of getting himself involved again when the double team comes and like, yeah you know we like to play four on three and you know, get downhill and take advantage of mismatches after I get off the ball and it's it's so passive I mean if he wanted to he could go get the ball again he could go make a cut and get back on the ball and for you know they set themselves up for tonight by losing two bad games where he was just not present in the fourth quarter it's on him. I mean this is this is it, Joe's going to get all the blame. This is on Jason Tatum. This is his team. This is it's on, on him. T- It's on Tatum and Brown. Yeah. I agreed. mean uh, and I'm going to exempt Brown uh, I'm going to exempt Brown to some degree because he tried and tried and tried this year to put his imprint on the team. But it was just really hard to Look, the position he's in. They're and yeah, both... they could have worked things out better to kinda of have more of an even balance at the top of the team, but some sometime last year this became Tatum's team, John. It's not Tatum It's been,
4: it's been Tatum's team, but you have two problems. One, you have what you want to do with Tatum, which is what like the Lakers do, or have always done, or any team has done with LeBron. What you see the Miami Heat do with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler said it after last game. What's your plan in the fourth quarter? Nothing really. They just give me the ball, and then I just kind of go to work. And you either score, you make the right read, and you and 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 you find people, and you run the offense. That's what they want Tatum to do. He doesn't do it. He doesn't do it well enough uh, to do that. And so when they ask him to do that, you're going to get mixed results. Sometimes it's going to work. Sometimes he's going to go off. But for the most part, you're getting mixed results off it. And Jalen Brown is just a, when I get the ball in my hands, I, I can do one thing with it, so I'm going to try. And sometimes he goes off, and other times everything is forced. But, again, their limitations are really uh, on display against a team that that, 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 that that exposes your flaws and lays them bare for everyone to see. So you kind of see it here. Um so I don't know what you do here at this point. I think it's like it's almost back to the drawing board of what we were talking about with this team a while back of like needing a dynamic playmaker with the ball in their hands. I another was just thinking another that. dirty secret on this team that nobody wants to talk about is you look at point guard depth. And they have three outstanding players at the point guard position, and not a one of them is a dynamic playmaker, as a a person who can dominate the ball, make plays, get it to the right people, uh, creates a, a gravity towards themselves because of who they are. It just isn't the case. So you have a lot of people that can do a lot of different things, but the pieces are a little bit mismatched here because you want Tatum to have the ball all the time. What the hell are you doing with these point guards then? You right. Know? Like, I mean, what, how what much,
9: are... how much was Brogdon empowered to fix their issues this year? Yeah. Especially like, this series. Yeah. Like <laughs> what are
4: these guys doing here? You have no idea. And then what's Brown's role? Do I stand in the corner or every once in a while, do you give me the ball and then I get to shoot? It's really weird. You know, like this whole, like and doesn't
9: that whole thing seem like it's reaching a boiling point fast. But like it's always been there. That's the thing in the is,
4: it's there, right? Like this whole like can Tatum and Brown play together thing that like when they win a few games, everyone's like, oh, people should split these guys up. They're not a great match together. They, they kind of step on one another or they haven't figured out how to work with one another off one another. They haven't. <laughs> so I don't really know what you do. You're just I don't know stuck. what you do
9: there because again, I don't know what you do. If you, Nobody does. We'll get to that another Nobody's day.
4: Nobody's ever known. I don't know. Charan, I don't know. What, what, do you,
3: really Charan, what do you do? Save us. <laughs>
1: well, they first and foremost need to save the damn selves. Uh, and they haven't figured that out. Uh, <laughs> they I, – again, I, I think if, if you're Brad Stevens, you've got to look at everything. I, I still think that Tatum Brown – with the right pieces around them can be championship caliber duo but they've got to figure out some things this feel this as we near the end of the season it really does feel as though from the very top all the way to the end of the bench they've taken steps back uh from where they were a year ago and it's it's inexplicable why that is um cuz i mean i don't think they know why they've taken steps back but i think if they're being honest and real with themselves they'll at least own up to that reality that you're not as good a team as you were a year ago. And that's, that's the, to me, that's the problem. I mean, it's, it, it sounds real simple, but in there's different layers and levels to it, but ultimately that's what this is about. You're not as good as you were a year ago. And why are you not? But they should be now? better. That's the they odd should. part is, uh, you know, I think, I think Rob
4: not ever being the same guy uh, affected them a bit. Um, you know, just a slow start, never really being himself. But, like, they should be better. They got what they needed. They got an extra player and an extra scorer in Brogdon. He was good. Derek White became a good player instead of, sh- of, uh, instead of the crappy player that he was for most of last year when they got him. So they got an infusion of talent, and you thought some sort of depth, but then everything got weird. I don't know. Grant stopped playing. Rob was in and out. I don't know. I, I don't know. We're Al not can s- make shots. Al, and all of a sudden, Al can make shots. Sure. We're not going to solve it tonight. Where else you guys want to go before we wrap it? We've been on for a bit, so, you know, I'm sure you guys are gassed.
9: Is there anything you can do to make this a series again?
3: It's up to Tatum and Brown. They have to answer that question. Man I mean, up,
9: honestly. Yeah, They,
4: I
1: mean, they just have just to play.
3: get out of their damn comfort zones, which they remain in a lot of the times, and I feel like, it's not in the sense of, oh, Tatum going off for 50 like he did the other in game seven or what he did in the fourth quarter. No, they have to get out of their comfort zone and, and, and holding people accountable because Mizzou not going to do it. You know, like it's it's frustrating in a way because you, you see how talented this team is. You see what they've done in the past and they just don't learn from their mistakes. And going against a team that's constantly going to show you your mistakes and then make you pay for them over and over again, instead of rising to the occasion, it's like they're they're. Their souls are being—you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, they're. The Miami Heat has snatched their hearts out of this team in, in a it's way embarrassing. That I've never seen. I've never seen, and it starts with those guys. And I, and I feel like there's there's a big disconnect. Maybe in not, maybe not in the way. You know, all right. I feel like there's a disconnect in, not in the way that they're leading, but in the way of the, that they feel the solution is, is for this team. And whatever that is, they have to be on the same page. You know, it's interesting. I caught up with Kemba Walker during the Atlanta Hawks series when things were great and the Celtics looked like at the time, right, that they were going, were maybe not going to be a sweep, but this series is probably going to be over soon. And one of the things that Kemba said to me about this team and their championship aspiration that really stood out to me was, he said that Tatum and Brown – they have to leave, but they got to do it together. And like, he kept emphasizing that. And I'm like, you know, that's interesting because the, the kind of season that they both had, career years, both of them make all NBA. Jalen for the first time makes all second team. You would think that there's some sort of, you know, like, man, look at the look at the progress that this team is doing. These guys have to be on the same page. But when do we really get that sense that they're on the same page? Like, when do we ever think that these guys are going to, when, when things are down, you know, again, hold guys accountable and, and, and try to inspire their team, right? I, I just don't – I don't know. Maybe they, they lead by example. That's something that we always say about Tatum. He's not going to get in your face. He's not going to tell you to do He's going to lead by example. Well, he's not doing a good job of that right now. And well, and, and neither is his all-star counterpart. And I just feel like w- when, that's this, when that's what's going on with the Celtics team and, and, and at the same time with Joe Missoula cutting this rotation down and, and refusing to change it, it just doesn't give much wiggle room for this team to, to – for another guy or at least to, to wake these guys up. And maybe that's Marcus, but, you know, we didn't see that tonight either. So I, I just don't see how that's going to happen unless these two guys can force the issue in a way that doesn't mean that they have to go out and, 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 you know, combine for 75 points, but instead just empower their teammates and find a way to get everyone on the same page because the Miami Heat, man, this is this is looking easy for them
9: right now. You have to – you. You have to take a long look at that dynamic, and you have to do it honestly this summer because it's now or never. Are these two guys going to be able to do it together, Josue? Like like you said, it's not about being friends or hanging out. It's about figuring stuff out on the court. See, Bobby, I think they're beyond
3: that point if they lose this series. I really do. I I don't know if – like that – this – the, the Jays leading the team. I, it might be fractured you, beyond. You cannot run this. Care. You
4: cannot run this back. You cannot run this back. If right. It's That's what I'm, I'm with you, John. You I just feel like
3: if you, you lose, like this, whether it's a game, whether it's a sweep, whether it's a five, whatever Sorry. the case may be. I don't see a way that I don't know. Like they're just not showing me those signs, especially guys like Tatum and Brown, and you know the way Jalen's is just feel like he was biting his tongue after this game. Like he wanted to say so much more, but and I love that Joe
9: Sway. I I hate the answer being oh trade Jalen because I think he like his approach. Is what this team needs to follow, but some of his on-court limitations prevent him from being the leader of the team. So
4: yeah, what well, you need a better number one so Jalen can be himself. I don't know what you need at that point. Do you make it the Jalen show and go get a point guard? Like, what are you going to do? You're going to trade Tatum so Jalen can trade live? Tatum. You, I mean. You you can do anything you want, but the bottom line is I don't think you can run it back and just hope for the best. I really don't think so. Um, so I mean, you I think, could,
3: but it's not going to yield I, championship results. Like I, I, I really think don't.
4: you got problems, Jimmy uh, Sherrod, Any last thoughts before we go?
1: Yeah, just kind of piggybacking off what Jill Sway often says, they are beyond the point of needing an uncomfortable conversation. Yeah, um, oh yeah. I, I, cool. I think I think between Jalen and Jason, that is why they're leadership as a tandem isn't as impactful as it is because you can't be authentically honest with your teammates until you're authentically honest with yourselves. And I don't think those two guys are. Uh, I think they understand each other. I think they respect the fact that they're both really good players. But Jalen needs to basically call Tatum on his on his bullshit and vice versa. Uh, and I don't think they do that. I don't they think never they done. have to do that. Right. I, it, but, but see, that's a problem because when you think about the great teams, that's what the best players do because they know that the criticism that they're, they're levying your way it's not about being mean or evil it's about making you a better player because if right. I make you better and you're making me better we become a better team and you got right. and you Kobe and
3: Shaq to- couldn't stand each other but well, they won two to- championships it's <laughs> like I mean right. that's an extreme example but like it's, right. it's you know, it's a perfect example of you don't have to like each other, but you guys have to be on the same page. You guys have to, yeah. whenever it's bothering you, whatever, you have to let that out. And, and like, they, they—I don't think they're at that point. I'm you like, got to talk about
4: Marcus yeah. too, guys. You got to talk about Marcus. hes, he's yeah. a part of this too.
9: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's true. It, 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 Marcus is pretty good in these playoffs. I no, know he's talking about the the guy, guy. Easy I'm target. Saying, I'm saying yeah. the
4: pieces. The pieces. Yeah. The, uh, these these three guys are not on the same page and haven't been on the same page fully. And it's again, they're the core. They're the core behind this erratic style of play that you've been seeing, which is a little bit on, a little bit off. But nobody taking charge and being that guy, Jimmy.
5: Yeah, I'm, with, I'm I'm with you guys. I mean, I to close. <coughs> oh, I, I'm I'm good, right? Yeah. So the thing about Marcus is, I I think Marcus embodies what I what I like to see, what I'd like to see in Tatum and Brown. I think that, you know, his attitude out there most times, his energy, what he gives you. I'm not talking about skill wise. I know that he's not as talented as those guys are, but you kind of want that approach to the game that he gives you in your two superstars, Tatum and Brown. I'm at the point, guys, where I I, I just don't believe in these guys. And it's kind of been how I felt all year, I mean, in the playoffs. I think that's where the fans are, too. The fans
4: are, too. It it took them forever, you freaking guys. took a long time to get there. It took them
5: a long time to come around. We were, you know, negative and blah, 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 haters. Not
4: trying to be negative, Jimmy. We couldn't even fully believe last year when we were killing people because I was
5: like, that's what they're calling us. But
3: then what happened then, though, guys? They tricked us again, all right? We all, everyone in this freaking panel— (laughs) had to sell this winning in this damn series, but And was, I'm, I'm just like,
5: we man, did, like, we did, but why, it was like we had
3: to. I felt like
4: we were compelled to, yeah, but yeah, you're right, Josue. I mean, we weren't, we like, got looped into
3: it, it man. Like, like, we just saw them come back in that series, like, but, if,
9: but again, I mean, I never pictured this team winning a title, G- Jimmy. What's up? Sorry, oh, it's Jimmy. I've just been pulling teeth
5: with these guys all year long. It's been a painful, I mean, I've never had a more miserable viewing experience with the team with the, you know, as good of a record as they had. And they were just a frustrating team. And, again, this isn't the only year it's been like this. And it's tough to, you know, (laughs) it's tough, I think, for a lot of people to come up with the realization that it starts at the top. It starts at the top with your your two guys. And – You can even go back to Kyrie. Maybe he had something to do with it too. Maybe, maybe he's brainwashed with these guys. Kyrie was
4: right. Kyrie was right all
9: along.
5: Either Kyrie was right or Kyrie it. did something that, you know, he poisoned you the water or something here. But for whatever reason, there is a lack of it's 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 not talent. These guys are extremely talented basketball players but there's something on the character side. It's accountability, Jimmy. There's, there's, there's something somewhere lacking in the leadership role. And, you know, whether you want to go back to the example of nobody want the captaincy, whether you want to go back to, you know, there's no like guy who wants to take on like the Jimmy Butler stopper role. There's no guy that wants to be angry. There's no something that you're looking for in your leaders to take you to that next level. So, Unfortunately, I just don't believe in these guys anymore. I'll feel that way next year. If, if it's the same general makeup of these guys and they go out the way they do, I have no reason to believe in these guys moving
9: forward. I just don't. If you run it back, it could go really poorly.
5: I, I
4: don't think I, – I think you you, think you have to look at the coach and you have to look at the core uh, if you if you go out this way. I don't think there's any choice. So I'll let you guys know. Programming note, the late, 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 late night show is coming on late, 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 late. Uh, they're going to check it out. There's Grant and Cornette, LB in the monitor. Why not? Cornette was um,
5: almost your <laughs> leading scorer tonight. Can you believe yeah, that? the uh, Hey
4: you're gonna get a positive Aussie spin on this game for those of you guys looking for it they're gonna they're gonna bring some
5: they're gonna bring
4: some sunshine and tell you that everything's gonna be all right so check it out check it points out and they're not negative like the garden report I watched gonna, I watched they're after gonna tell you two. why they this loss, really dig deep they're gonna tell you why this loss wasn't actually that bad um
3: <laughs> Me with that Al pressure yeah <laughs> for the positive
4: for the Celtics uh, I, I, I love Al's say. shirt by the way that was pretty positive um so i'm a a swifty now by the way i'm done with the celtics i'm a swifty
5: yeah that looked unbelievable i'll be honest i was jealous Uh, yep that's 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 what i am uh
4: we're gonna wrap it up uh right guys it's fair let's let's kill it
5: i think i think we have to kill it i don't really okay it's um, already dead
4: subscribe to our youtube channel uh if if you want some more content coming from bobby and Joe, a lot of people
5: watching this show still john
4: still a lot check out the audio version hey all of those guys can go yeah you yeah know, head 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 to the late night show if you want to keep the party going um
5: i just don't uh, know what else we can say tonight about check out guys. the audio
4: version there's not much you can say
5: we're, 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 they're there a Austin jimmy a you started the show take it take us home <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I, I did start the show. Sherrod jumped on. I started with with Nick. Sherrod jumped on shortly after. Oh, man. Nick must well, have been going through it. We, there, was a, there was a lot of anger. You know, I think we were oh, all awesome. fired up about, you know, we're, I think we're all just disappointed. more. Than, it's like, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. It's like that whole thing.
9: But I also am frustrated. By the happened. way, just remember, this could have happened in the first round if you got Miami in the first round. And you go in the first round, what are we thinking? same stuff they were thinking now I think I don't even think it's much It different. just
5: would that's, have
4: been more clar- That's clar- that's why it's so I, to quickly just to jump in there. This is why every trip fine they made the finals last year I'm not going to argue it but why every single they made it this far what do you mean they're not winners and blah 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 and stacking up conference finals appearances so much of that has to do with who you play when and, and whether or not you make it, so it means nothing. The, the the difference between getting to the conference finals, like being like the Atlanta Hawks a few years ago or the Knicks or whatever, flashing, and then for you're you're not you're not, you're nowhere near as close to a title as you think you are just because you made it. It's not like ooh, conference finals this year. That means taking the leap next year. So, hey, you know Middleton being out surviving the Bucks, not catching a certain team that you match up poorly against not playing Miami earlier in these playoffs yeah you're right Bobby imagine if they go out so none of that stuff means anything are you a championship team a great question that was being asked was like was it last show or was it on our tw- on our on our on our text thread does this it, have you ever seen a championship team act or behave like this? ever like I imagine the if they if they wanted if they won tonight and they won a championship would this be the most shocking championship team ever based yeah. off of like I don't know anyone. not the most ever, shocking
3: but you know people would have been like you know it was a weird of time
4: all time past NBA up. champions has anyone behaved this way like at, at, and, and 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 been the way these guys are almost none to get there you have to be a different level of execution grit you know, it's totally different to get there and to win it unless you're so ridiculously talented, which they're not. They're the most talented team in a field that has a lot of friggin parody. OK, this is not a dominant team. It's a good team, a very
9: good one. We figured out but that answer very early on. They
4: play like a holes all the time. I've never seen a team play this inconsistently and poorly and win titles. I don't think it happens.
9: I don't either. I thought they had it last year. I mean, they had the scheme. They had. The I thought they did too. They I thought they the... were
4: better than Golden State, and they and they and they got they got punked by a team that knows how to win championships. Right. Yeah.
5: Yeah. They beat themselves. I mean, credit to it's the It felt like Golden State Celtics was awesome. Turned it over like every other freaking yeah. yep. possession in that series.
4: They wilted. They wilted under pressure, and it's happening again now. You saw them go out really poorly last year, albeit in the finals, and you felt good that they made it to the finals. You're going to watch them go out really poorly again this year. The common theme is not how far you made it. The common theme is that when a team, when you faced a team that made life hard on you, you absolutely caved in and and folded and looked really, really bad, and your best players did not did not answer the bell. That's the common theme time. between these two years with different coaches. So you blame Joe all you want. The common theme is your best players, when they're when pressed, fold.
9: Well, let's be clear, though. I mean, Joe. I agree, John. Talk about never coming back from something. I mean, what, what Joe had to go out there and do tonight was just.
4: It's bad. Shocking. Anyway, wrap it. Late show. Check it out. They lose. We're going to do at least one more of these uh on tuesday so come on back
5: for we'll be here who knows what we'll be here bobby and joe sway and charade are gonna at least they get to enjoy miami for for another day or so yeah a little positive here
3: yeah at least another day at
5: least enjoy guys thank you for uh the rest of us schmucks are going to work in a few hours sucks yeah Hey, Celtics,
2: you smug, man.
5: No, man, I feel this. like it after tonight. I feel like,
3: well. look
4: at that. <laughs> <got> to, there, <laughs> have to, there have to be changes, not just, hey. on, not just the team.
5: Guard <laughs> Absolutely. to go through. Can't come back, the <laughs> come back with the same core. Cannot come back with the same. We're also We're coming up short part. here.
3: <laughs> man, go back, Mike, Mike, also thinks uh, we need a new playmaker.
7: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Can't come back. Marcus the Smart floor. is fine. All right, Mike. I,
4: I agree, Mike. I, I might. I, this might be my last season. We will see you guys. <laughs> on- hey, Marcus, don't go. We'll see you guys on Tuesday. New customers get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win.